0: Frankenhooker! You don't have to put on the neck bolts!
1: I don't wanna see an ordinary phone. I wanna see something extraordinary.
0: Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary of one thousand testicles.
2: You ever feel as if your mind had started to erode?
1: What? A-
2: Let's rock, indeed! Welcome to One Thousand of Weird, a podcast that celebrates weird movies. And w- I'm Brad Hefner, and with me, as always, is Billy Martel. And this week, we return to the wonderful, wild, weird world of Frank Henninger. Oh my who we god! We previously talked about in our Basket Case episode. Yes, Frank H- Henninger. Is I don't know how to like. I want to. I want to give the man some. Accolades. Sure. Before we even get into this. I think.
0: I think the last. I just listened to our uh, basket case episode again to sort of like get back in the Frank Henenlotter zone, as if watching Frank and Hooker wasn't enough to do that. I, b- I what I called him in the last episode was a sleazemeister. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure that that gives him enough credit. Because, no, and also because he's he is an exploitation filmmaker. He absolutely in, in and very intentionally. Places himself in this this world of wild and weird and crazy. Yes, shit, but he's like a legitimately like we were talking about with uh, uh, Russ Meyer. Yeah, he may deal in sleaze, but he is a legit fantastic movie maker.
2: Absolutely, and it also I feel like sleaze. I feel like calling him a sleaze meister doesn't even it doesn't capture the fun Frank Henlelatter clearly has when he makes a film. That's very true. It, like yeah, he's like some pervert fairy (laughs) who's just having the best time making his vulgar strange violent
0: form of magic uh, on the eyes of sleeping humans like I think that might be one of the most perfect descriptions of Frank Henelotter's energy if you ever watch an interview with him he's 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 like this 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 older guy now but he's got this manic new yorker energy to him where he's just sort of like He's talking about uh, this. Frankenhooker is this movie that we're talking about today. Yes. I don't remember if we mentioned it. Or we did not, not yet. I, I just wanted to. Sure, but he he. Uh, I was watching the behind the scenes stuff about this movie because I remembered how much fun I had with the behind the scenes material from Basket mm-hmm. Case. He apparently had like a lot of difficulties with making this movie. Even through like talking about like all this 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 crap that he went through in making the film, he's like, ah, oh, he's like so so much energy. He's talking about like how how apparently this movie, Bill Murray would hang around with him in the editing booth because he was making the same movie, in a different movie in an editing booth, and how he got to become friends with Bill Murray over the course of just making this movie because Bill Murray loves Frankenhooker, apparently. Apparently.
2: I mean, how can you not
0: love Frankenhooker?
2: Frankenhooker is a film that, like... I watched this about a year ago Sure, I was working on a play... Mm-hmm. that I did not have a very big role in. So when I was done with my 10 minutes on stage, I would go to the green room and watch most of a movie. Sure. And sometimes I would tell the cast what I was watching during mic check. And I was very <laughs> proud to announce that I was watching Frankenhooker. It, what even a, what more a great pr- title. Even more proud after I loved it so much and was telling a man we both know who has won an Academy Award <laughs> how great the film Frankenhooker is. Yes, yes. Um, Frank Henlatter is has such a unique vision. My God, yes. It, he tells stories. <laughs> Granted, if you couldn't tell, this is a Frankenstein riff. Yes. But he is still telling stories that are unapologetically his own. My God, yes. If you ever watch Bad Biology, that is going to go to Colonel Kurt's Extreme's... <laughs> uh but the man just has such a beautiful, twisted, dedicated vision. While also still being a ton of wacky fun. Yeah. As sure. mentioned, we're talking about Frank and Hooker. We are. And for actually, let's get something else out of the way. I'm very sex worker positive. I believe sex work is real work. I don't think it should be denigrated in any way. I agree completely. Uh, anybody who engages in any aspect of sex work deserves respect.
0: Yes, as a just a human being if nothing else.
2: Exactly. They're uh, hooker, I don't think that's general I think that's more of a pejorative now. Uh, more um, of a
0: pejorative term, sure, yeah.
2: So just let's just get it out of the way that this was 1990. Yep. We're not trying to hurt or insult anybody with anything we say, and if you find this movie offensive, again
0: as we always say that is well within your right. Absolutely. Yeah, if if you find the 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 title "Frankenhooker" Hooker offensive, if you find any of the things that happened in this movie, even though, and I I, I want to stress, I don't believe that Frank Hennen Lauder wishes ill will to any human being in this world. I don't think world. so. Either I think it's very much a John Waters vibe, he's absolutely,
2: like, this is crazy and silly. And yep. I and also, I truly believe that Franken Hooker is a feminist work. I,
0: I don't know if I would go that far. I saw you saying that on Facebook yes. earlier. Uh, I am. Fascinated to hear your spiel about okay. this, but uh, I I don't know that I would go that far. I view Frank and Hooker as sort of like a long build-up to a punchline. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> it definitely is. Like a really long sort of joke that you would tell in a bar.
2: But that punchline is sort of the... It's almost backwards. It's the thesis statement for the feminism of the film. Okay, fair enough. When I first watched Frank and Hooker, obviously I did not think that way until I saw... The end. The climax. And so when I was watching it again, I was going and being like, I'm going to look closer for these vibes.
0: Okay. And so you've, you've had some time to build this up. Yeah. Whereas this is, was my first time watching this. Sure. I am surprised a little bit. Last episode that we did Frank Henelauder on, you were really into the movie Bad Biology. Yeah. And I thought that would be the next Henelotter that we talked about. I'm surprised that we went to Frank and Hooker first. Well, again, we were going to talk about Bad Biology and could not find it. Is that what we. Oh, that's right! Because yeah, Steven shows it. it. All right, never mind. Cut all that shit. So, a brief plot description of Frankenhooker. Again, very much a take off of Frankenstein with a little bit of uh, the brain that wouldn't die sprinkled on top. Uh, a young mad scientist who's, uh, you know, dealing with a family that doesn't necessarily understand him has a, a young fiance who's accidentally uh, killed in a horrifying accident. All he has left of her is her head and what's a poor mad scientist to do but to build her a new body and where is he going to find willing bodies to make her body out of but uh, at the local red light district. And now let's talk about uh, our recommendations. So Billy,
2: would you recommend Frankenhooker?
0: I absolutely if if it wasn't clear enough from what we've just been (laughs) saying, a hundred percent I fucking loved this movie. Granted, I am one of the biggest fans of Frankenstein I have ever met. This movie definitely has like a... You know, we, we talked about, in again, in the Basket Case episode, that you had recently been watching a lot of Herschel Gordon-Lewis movies. Yes. And it felt like Basket Case was taking off of that a lot. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen any Herschel Gordon-Lewis, so you I... You should, mm-hmm. just so you have the knowledge and you have... As a few film nerds, your yeah. you You don't have to you didn't really give me a huge glowing endorsement of those films no but i have been a fan for a long time of the hammer horror frankenstein movies Mm -hmm. and of the universal horror frankenstein movies and this movie references both heavily okay and so that was like already a huge thumbs up from me on top of that this has all the wacky weird hen and lauder shit it's we talked about how Basket Case was, like, a little bit more tame than we were expecting. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely, like, a huge upgrade in terms of yeah. Uh I, I still think that I like uh, Basket Case a little bit better sure. than Frankenhooker. Just personal taste, but this this movie is so good, and it's so funny, and it's it's... I, w- I would say fun for the whole family if there weren't so much nudity.
2: But honestly... Even... Actually, there's not a lot of nudity. There's one nude scene. In Frankenhooker? Well, I forgot about that. the other
0: one. There's like a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a party. There's, there's, there's a party. There's quite a lot of nudity um, in Frankenhooker. Grant, I watched this in pieces. Okay, fair uh, enough. So. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I honestly, it's, it's sort of like... I once heard uh, uh, Todd in the Shadows, a YouTuber that I enjoy... Called uh, CeeLo Greens, fuck you—the f bomb that the whole family can enjoy. Yeah, I feel like this is the 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 sleazy horror picture that the whole family can enjoy. Sure, with the exception of the climax, which, despite all the weird shit that I've seen on the show. Some elements of the climax of this movie still managed to disturb me. Oh my god, it was amazing! It was, it was so, so amazing, so amazing. Um, it was exactly the like you talk about having a drop, and like Unforgiven is like a drama, and then there's the drop at the end yeah. where the that's what this movie is. It's like it's all like a sort of like lighthearted black comedy, and then there's the drop right there. Yeah, it's so good.
2: So obviously, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. I, I think just. Just spreading the word of Frankenhooker to people gives me joy because I, I...
0: Giving the good word. Yeah, because just that
2: name is so... It it strikes th- something in people <laughs> where they're simultaneously like, that sounds dumb, mm-hmm. but it also sounds awful. <laughs> it sounds dumb, it sounds awful, and it sounds vulgar. Yes. And they're dealing with these three things hitting them simultaneously where they're like, oh... <laughs> Okay, um, that's what you're into, and it's also just wonderful to describe literally the first five minutes of the film oh my as God. the premise, and it's it's a magical bit of film that like everybody should watch. Like if you have if you're okay with some nudity mm-hmm. and some weird shit, yeah, watch Frankenhooker and, and have a blast. Like this, I feel like yeah. this is one of those movies that people would
0: mistakenly categorized as a good bad movie i think so i think this is one of those movies kind of like trail of the white worm no layer uh, of the Worm. layer of the white worm trail of the white worm is the doctor who episode i keep confusing it with layer of the white worm where people would watch it and they would be like how could they take this seriously it's like like, it's a fucking joke (laughs) it's a fucking joke yeah and like the movie's called frankenhooker they know what they're doing exactly Exactly, like, just because you watch
2: something and it's silly, or mm-hmm. dumb, or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't mean the person
0: making it does not know that. Exactly. And is not doing it intentionally. Exactly. So, we'll And get... if there's anything that Frank Hennenlauter knows how to do, it's how to be stupid with intent. <laughs> <laughs> but stupid, and, and it's not like... No, stupid with intent, like The Simpsons is stupid with intent. Yeah, yeah. And I,
2: but it's not stupid like the movie movies are stupid, no. or like, uh... No. That's uh, just dumb. That's just dumb. Or, or like, uh, it's not stupid like that. The things you're seeing are stupid. Yes. But they're stupid in a way that is
0: fun. Right, And yeah. funny and mildly shocking. S- and Stupid like when uh, the guy in the airplane goes up and says, I want a ticket, and they're like, smoking or non-smoking? He says, smoking, and they hand him a literally smoking ticket. Yeah. That's the stupid we're talking about. That's what this movie is. So... Uh, we'll get into talking about the plot now. Yeah, we're gonna get right into spoilers. But my God, if you—if anything that we've said has communicated to you tonight, that, that you—if sh- if you're vibing with anything we're talking about, go. Do not pass go. Go directly to Tubi and watch fucking Frank and Hooker. Or it's
2: also if you have a Shutter subscription, it's on there. Oh, good. Um, you can
0: skip the commercials that way. Yeah.
2: I will say one last thing to entice you. If you're not sold yet, yeah. At one point, the main character makes a batch of super crack. <laughs> and that's all you're getting.
0: That's all you're getting.
2: For now. So I want to talk a little bit about the structure of Frankenhooker, because it's okay. It's odd for a yeah. movie called Frankenhooker. Sure. Uh, first off, I like I said, I watched this movie about a year ago, mm-hmm. and I almost always watch a movie once before I do it for the show so I have a little bit of an idea of what I'm getting into yep. whether I like it or not what the vibe is etc so I was a little concerned because I watched it so long ago I was like well this is I don't want to I don't want to take too dense of notes I want mm-hmm. I want not a lot happens in Frankenhooker.
0: Hooker no
2: surprisingly even though it's never boring mm-hmm. it's always it's always very fun to watch but there's not a lot of incident that's a very yeah that's very correct which is interesting again because
0: it's not boring I know it this is also under 90 minutes in the tradition of Frankenstein cinema again one of my favorite movies 1931's original Frankenstein is barely more than an hour wow uh so like they they keep it tight they keep they keep it tight in this in this time frame and it, it I think it stays exactly as long as it needs to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because, again, this is essentially just like a shaggy dog joke turned into a movie. Pretty much. It's like a Norm MacDonald bit that got turned into a movie. But
2: I'm also going to tell you something right now. Mm -hmm. The titular Frankenhooker does not come about until, like, the last 20 minutes-ish. Yes. Uh, Very little Frankenhooker.
0: Again, a lot like the structure of the Hammer Frankenstein movies. Oh, okay. In which a lot of the movie will be... Peter Cushing saying, "I really need this. I really need that. Oh my God! I, I, I got the right brain, but right at the last second, the jar was smashed. Or the oh no, the, the dog
2: got into the brain. The and dog, now... the
0: dog ate all my
2: eyeballs. What am I gonna do? <laughs> uh, I'd watch that horror film. <laughs> the dog ate all my eyeballs. The dog but it's ate not all my like eyeballs, but they just mean their eyeballs. Oh like... no,
0: <laughs> no, the dog ate an eyeball in my laboratory, and, and now they... he's got a taste, so he's just eating everyone's all... eyeballs. Yes." Oh my god. That's somebody get Frank Hennenlauter
2: on the phone. But yeah. <laughs> you know, we talk about people we want to make one last movie like Lynch and
0: yes. uh is absolutely on that list. I want him to do something. I I I loved Basket Case. And and now, like... But that was the only Hen and Lauder I'd seen. Yeah. And now I've seen this. I think I'm officially... I can officially count myself as a fan now. What's a shame to love his style of stuff. Does not have a huge
2: body of work. No, he doesn't. Uh, aside from the Basket Case sequels, which mm-hmm. seem to be kind of hard to find. They don't seem to be on Amazon to rent. Uh, yeah. I think there might be a box set. I'm not sure. I, yeah, there is. But, but other than this, mm-hmm. other than those, all you have left is brain damage and bad biology... And bad biology might be too much for you. I don't know. We'll have we'll have to see. I but mean, brain damage is pretty fun.
0: Great. I mean, this this is the show meant to traumatize me repeatedly True. into <laughs> into a different person. But I, I will say, by the way, this movie was made back to back with Basket Case Two. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, interesting story. He did not want to make this movie. He had no idea to make this movie really? at all. He came into a, a room with this producer who was going to make a, a film with him, no matter what it was. He gave him a script that he had an idea for. I think it was called Insect World, which he said in the interview was, I, One of my more crazy ideas. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think anybody would want to make it, but he said he would make anything, so I handed it to him. And uh, the guy said, no, not this. <laughs> what else you got? He had nothing. So he immediately was like, and he improvised the entire plot of Frankenhooker on the spot. <laughs> oh, my God. Including the title, which was he gave after, did the whole thing. Like the and it's plate. called <laughs> Frankenhooker. Exactly. And, uh, and, uh, and then the guy said, that's great. What else you got? And he's like, Fucking sequel to Basket Case. And they're like, we'll make those two. And he left, and he turned to his friend who was with him in the room, and was like, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy had to tell him what he just said. Oh, my God. And he wrote it down, and that became the movie. That's
2: amazing. That's amazing to see. <laughs> it's like God took over his body. Like oh, you I need, need to God, spread
0: my new gospel. God wanted this movie to happen. Yeah. And uh it is it is amazing to see his works being played out through his prophet. Frank Henlotter speaking in tongues and... <laughs> just like now, actually, in the middle of a service when the, the the pastor starts speaking in tongues, but instead of speaking uh, a language no one can understand, he just starts like describing the plots of various <laughs> horrible sleaze movies. Like well, just describing the plot of Up. Well, that's what I want now.
2: Now I want like an Oracle of Delphi. But uh it's the the vapors cause them to come up with plots for exploitation and
0: trash cinema. And it's like, yeah, but I'm, my boat's gonna make it. Oh, yeah. Well, your son's going to kill you before you have to worry about that. Don't worry about it. But anyway, so she's got bolts in her neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this movie is from
2: 1990. Yes. The first thing we see is that this movie is presented by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hers, the Trauma Guys. The Trauma Guys. This is our first trauma picture. This technically is. It's a Trauma yes. Team release.
0: Yes. Which, I mean, Trauma creates their own bag of weird shit that yes. we will eventually cover. Never seen a trauma film. Neither have I. I'm. Uh, from what I hear it's a trip. but they also like they will gather up other people's weird shit and release yeah. that as well and uh, they they've done it for Frank Lauder They do it for like foreign films and stuff like that they and they drive my car was a trauma released. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure. but yeah, so this is a this is a big this is a big day for us. It's our second Frank Lauder and it's our first ever trauma technically. We begin with our hero. <laughs> the
2: the people's champion Jeffrey Franken. Ah! He's at a table. He is <laughs> communing with his little pet, which is a eyeball embedded in a brain in a large plastic vat of purple goo. And it, and I love this little monster thing. Oh yeah! Like it's it will serve no greater point. No. And the eyeball is transmitting what it sees to a
0: little television. To cell. a little television set. And this is a um, this immediately got me on board with the film. Oh yeah, just it's Im- so immediately odd and silly, uh,
2: and it immediately establishes the vibe of like, okay, yeah, this is this is going to be par for the course.
0: And again, it is a sort of a thing of like, it does very much feel like. And I know you haven't, I don't think you've seen any of these, but in the Hammer Frankenstein movies, you always find Doctor Frankenstein in the middle of some. F- bug nuts insane experiment yeah not quite as bug nuts insane as this but it's always like i think in one movie he literally has a brain suspended in liquid connected to two eyes and he, he activates it and the eyes start like jerking around like looking around he's like it's alive i just need to put it in a head now what i'm hearing
2: is that this is a better frankenstein parody than young frankenstein
0: I mean, uh, I guess we're going to start out with some hot takes, but yeah, I laughed more at this than I laughed at Young Frankenstein. I don't know about you. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely about a hundred times more. Apologies to the the memory of Gene Wilder, who is still a comedic genius. We Neither of us find Young Frankenstein especially funny, uh, but yeah. Oh, and Peter Boyle, who is also a comedic genius. Yes.
2: Yeah but Jeffrey is not happy with the way this eye is performing so he takes no. out a scalpel inserts it into the brain yes. and gives it a tap with a hammer ah. uh, and we get a brilliant reveal that is once more going to establish the vibe of this film oh, Jeffrey yes. is interrupted by his girlfriend's mother who needs him to pass the ketchup <laughs> You see that. Oh my God. It was so good. You see, Jeffrey is at. Jeffrey has transported this elaborate setup to his girlfriend's house on the day of her father's birthday party. (laughs) And while everyone is outside, he is inside uh, hammering a scalpel into a brain monster. (laughs) And his girlfriend, Elizabeth's mother, Mm -hmm. is completely chill with it. She is not. She seems slightly miffed.
0: But yeah, she is Yeah, it
2: seems more like she would be miffed about him taking up space That's exactly than right. anything else. Yes. Like she's not it's upset like about the abomination.
0: Do... Yeah, she's like why are you doing this now? Yes. <laughs> like it's that kind of energy. And she's got such like powerful 50s housewife sort of like yes. beaver, you know, like that sort of energy to her. I think she's even wearing a pearl necklace like I'm while not she's sure she's definitely has an apron on. Around. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so, and this is where I wrote down my comment I've already made about like Frank Hennenlotter is, is, is known for schlock. He's known for sleaze. He's a legitimately good filmmaker. Yeah. And it's, and you also see like that thing that I was talking about in, uh, the basket case episode where the acting wasn't so great, but like you could tell that he was going for this very arch kind of vibe anyway. Yeah. And now that he's working with a lot of actors that seem a lot more experienced, yeah mm-hmm. I know the lead was already like kind of an up and coming star at the time when he, he made never this. Went anywhere? No, but, he didn't um, because actors in Henlogger movies generally don't. No, the acting in this movie is definitely being pushed to that very that same sort of it's, arch thing, and he's 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 messing with the brain, and then she turns around, Jeffrey, can you pass the ketchup? It's so good. It's, it's so good. Like he is.
2: The tone of this movie is so perfectly sustained throughout from absolutely. beginning to end
0: absolutely it's it's such a it's such a fucking cartoon we, we say that all the time but it's it's so true in this case uh, also we see
2: girlfriend mom grab a gigantic bottle of pepsi the biggest bottle of pepsi yes. i've ever seen and the logo <laughs> the logo is clearly displayed and i'm yes. sure pepsi pe- paid handsomely to get their sody pop into
0: frankenhooker just as successful if not more successful product placement than the reese's pieces and et yep just just absolutely just as proud of this pepsi is as reese's pieces are of the et product placement
2: and i want to point something out uh jeffrey is a flawed man in many ways yes a
0: real schmuck absolutely Um, a schmuck honestly (laughs) once. Bizarrely one of the strongest adaptations of book Victor Frankenstein <laughs> to cinema in terms of what an absolute weedy bitch he is. But Jeffrey is very rude to be
2: playing with his eye brain during yes. his girlfriend, his fiance's Yes. Not just his
0: girlfriend, it is his fiance. Yes. His fiance's father's birthday party. Yes. No, very rude. Bad table manners. All you aspiring mad scientists out there, don't be like Jeff. Don't, don't be like Jeff. Listen. There's always time for mad science.
2: Yes. People aren't around forever until you figure out the mad science. (laughs) So maybe, maybe nail that mad science first and then you can bring them back from the dead and have all the time in the world with them. Yeah. Maybe ignore everything we've said up to this point. Or you know what? Make up your own mind. It's your life.
0: We're not your dads.
2: Uh, Talk to your fiance's dad. Don't talk to your fiance's dad. Do mad science. Don't do mad science. It's we're called not, free will. We're not the boss of you. Jeffrey is played by James Lawrence, who has mostly these days been relegated to extra work. Um, That's too bad. And like he was uh, like Teamster number two in the Irishman. Mm. and he never had a lot of big roles or anything. That's um, too
0: bad. he's 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 legitimately good. I love him as Jeffrey. Uh, I think he's great. he 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 strikes a he has to strike an interesting place with his performance we an interesting uh i vibe i guess it's great
2: because he's he's not like super sleazy but he has this sort of residual sleaze about him not a lot of charisma but he's still i still enjoy watching jeffrey just mumble to himself and do dumb shit (laughs) and be awkward
0: I like the detail that he's from Jersey Yes, and Frank Hennenlotter is this incredibly New York filmmaker. I consider him as, as New York a filmmaker as Scorsese. Uh, he just has, you can just see in the back of his mind, yeah, I'm going to make the guy who's fucking shit up from Jersey. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, The mom tells the girlfriend, Elizabeth, fiancé Elizabeth, about what Jeffrey's doing, but she mostly seems okay with it, again. Mm -hmm. She also tells Elizabeth, ease up on the pretzels. Yes. This movie wants us to think, for the five minutes she's going to be on screen, that Elizabeth is fat. But what I appreciate, and I feel is part of the feminist message of this movie, they make no effort to make her appear fat. She is no. in slightly baggy clothes, but they don't, like, stuff her with pillows or put mm-hmm. her in a fat suit or anything. Yeah. We're being told early that, like, she is being judged solely on her looks and all of this. And and,
0: she, and it's also not as much that she's being judged on what she actually looks like. Yeah. She is being made to feel exactly a certain way. It's not actually... Because uh, Elizabeth... Her name is Elizabeth Shelley, mm-hmm. a two for Frankenstein reference. Yes. She's being played by Patty Mullen, who was a, uh, a penthouse pet. A penthouse pet, a, a Playboy model. So she is She's very attractive. A very attractive lady. She's very she's slender. Uh cast for both uh, her figure, and also because she was okay with nudity, and they mm. they met with her, and apparently they they got all along famously. Yeah, so it's it's this is more. I, I agree with you here. This is more about like the way that women are made to feel about themselves, and that's going to be the that's also the thesis of the movie is yeah. about
2: looks and parts and bodies, not
0: I, people. I guess I didn't pick up on that when I was watching it because that is something that I. Am aware of that women do go through mm. so for me it was sort of like yeah that's a thing and I didn't even think about oh yeah you don't actually see that in a lot of like exploitation films yeah exploitation films calling that out but Elizabeth is so fat yes
2: that Jeffrey even stapled her stomach she tried diet she tried all this other stuff yeah and eventually Jeffrey stapled her stomach to which her friend asks doesn't he work for
0: New Jersey Electric? <laughs> I gotta say already most of my notes are just quotes that I love That's from the fine. movie. And this is my first one's like you they, they both have like these very sort of like uh, Marissa Tomei Harley Quinn accents going yeah. back and forth. And as the friend's like, you let him operate on you? Well of course we're gonna be married. <laughs> and then the friend just responds to it with haha. <laughs> Jeffrey's
2: a hobbyist doctor, as as we saw in the kitchen. That's what it was, yeah. Because that's what doctors do, is make abominations.
0: And just like Frankenstein from the book, he didn't ever finish his doctorate. He, didn't he was kicked out of three medical schools. Very, very Victor Frankenstein energy. Kicked out of three medical schools. Never finished his his doctor he says later that medical school upsets him which <laughs> yeah, is again which is i cannot tell you like again as a huge frankenstein fan as a, a just of the book of all the movies it was so weird to have this weedy little jersey douchebag be one of the best adaptations of the book character <laughs> and it's great cuz like we don't N- learn specifics about this but yeah
2: you can picture jeffrey just sitting in a class sweating mumbling being like mm-hmm. no
0: no we must deviate from god's plan exactly. it's like why are you, you you're telling me all these things and nah, i don't i don't believe you so uh, also another thing that is very accurate about victor Frankenstein in the book uh, Victor Frankenstein always refers to Elizabeth in the book as an object that he possesses. Mm-hmm. So, again, another another point in this adaptation point for this film.
2: Later, in the moment that made me fall in love with this movie the first time I watched it, Oh yes, Elizabeth unveils Jeffrey's present to her dad, a remote-controlled lawnmower. Unfortunately, as she's demonstrating how it works, she is standing directly in front of it. And believe it or not, <sighs> tragedy strikes <laughs> We see uh she gets chewed up by this lawnmower. It's so
0: funny. It's so funny.
2: Because again, it's very contrived, but it's contrived on purpose. Yeah. And Jeffrey's sitting there being like,
0: It's that same No, no, don't stand in front of it. Yeah, it's that same basket case energy of like, This is a horribly stupid thing we're going to do and we're going to draw so much attention. Yes. He's like, No, don't stand in front of it. <laughs> No, don't stand in front of it. And she's and she's like. And then if you want to start it, you hit this button. No, don't do that. And then if you want it to go forward, you press this button. <laughs> and then immediate. And I thought it was so contrived. I thought this was going to be a fake out, and then yeah. she was going to die later because we've just been introduced to this character. Yeah. There's no way they're going to take her out of the movie that quickly, and then immediately just like cut away and a huge swath of blood (laughs) flies across... It's so funny. And it is actually less blood than I make it sound. Yeah, no, it's not horror. It feels like a lot of blood, but it's not. It's It's, really
2: not. It's meant to be a comedy moment, not a horror moment.
0: Exactly. Over
2: the credits, we see Jeffrey marking up a diagram of the human body, Mm -hmm. making a lot of electrical notation, and also making a lot of comments on the physical appearance that he is
0: looking for. Yes. Uh, He's worried about chicken legs. He's worried about stuff like that. Moles, he keeps talking about, we need to remove this mole. uh, Also, I will say, the very first... First shot we have of the anatomy graph is of uh, her crotch. Just immediately, mm-hmm. just immediately. Yep. And of course, this is all done on purpose. Frank
2: Henlatter wants to finally give women the movie they deserve.
0: <laughs> the movie is definitely like told from a male gaze, but it is a it is a movie it that is making is, commentary on that Is gaze. making a commentary on that gaze, but it is definitely a male perspective film. I wrote down, like, like the husband in Next to Normal, Jeff can't resist the urge to build his girlfriend back to his own personal specifications. I don't know what Next to Normal is. A a man's wife loses her memory, and he decides to build her back with memories that he wishes their relationship included instead of other ones. It's really it's fucked up. It's super fucked Is this a television show? This is a musical. Okay. It's supposed... It, it is treated as fucked up. This isn't like one of those... Dear oh, Evan okay. Hansen, this isn't okay. one of those Dear Evan Hansen situations where a really fucked up thing is treated like, this is good. No, the dad... Yeah. The, the 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 husband in that play is a... Is an asshole and a monster. It's what it's my favorite musical of all time. It's, okay, now that you've said that, that
2: is, I, I was picturing like a romantic thing. Like, oh, no. uh, okay, now I'm very curious. Yeah,
0: it, I will say this is like a smaller element of the greater show, but it is. Oh, I
2: thought, I was hoping this was the
0: entire show. I mean, you could definitely do that if you wanted. It, that sounds like an incredible musical in and of itself, but there's a lot of good shit in Next to Normal. Recommended Next to Normal. Okay. Yeah.
2: He seems to be working on something involving Elizabeth. In fact, his walls are covered with pictures of Elizabeth, and he has the eye brain in an aquarium. Of course, you got to keep your eye brain friend uh, handy. You gotta just so he can be in this scene and then never seen
0: again. Oh, I assume is it's he, a he. assume gender. That's the true. That's true. Let's let's use they them. So is do you? Th- it's it's really not they. They are really not in the rest of the movie. Not in any noticeable capacity. Like, it oh, never it comes back
2: into play. That's Th- true. They never...
0: Yeah. They should have come back in the climax. Just, like, have the... the, the... I don't want to spoil too yeah. much, even though we're in the spoiler section, but have the killing blow be delivered by it. It just, like, jumps on somebody's head and just sort of, like, eats it. Suddenly, mm. he has teeth out of nowhere. That or it stirs up the
2: other things. It leads the charge. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Though that would... Again, because we don't know the gender of iBrain. That's true. That might undercut the feminist message. That's, of very, Frank true.
0: That's very true. That's very true. It's very
2: true. Jeffrey opens up a copy of Grey's Anatomy, the book, not a, a DVD set of a television <laughs> show that wouldn't, wouldn't come out for several decades. If the movie
0: was made now, I think Frank
2: Henenlotter Lauder would have him do that, though. It reveals a videotape labeled Elizabeth. He plays it, it shows a news report of Elizabeth's mm. death. Where she is described as girthful.
0: Jesus, I didn't catch that. That's
2: so bad. I love that. We also learned that parts of Elizabeth seem to be missing, particularly
0: the head. Uh, the bit that I love here, the quote that I wrote down, is the the newspaper the the TV newscaster says a toss refers to Elizabeth as a tossed human salad, <laughs> a salad that was once called Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> which is like a whitest kids you know joke yeah.
2: it's so good and it was nice of jeffrey to watch this tape yeah. just to give us exposition
0: <laughs> yeah you think like he's gonna put the tape in a, it's called elizabeth and i'm expecting something like the picnic tape from twin peaks yeah where it's just like some happy memory he has of her and, and no it's just just a fucking news report to confirm to him what he already knows yeah <laughs> Uh, Oh, and then the name of the newscast is 8 News Alive. Because, wow. (laughs) Jeffrey's mother enters. And here's a weird
2: rabbit hole I went down. Jeffrey's mother is played by Louise Lasser. Okay. Who was married to Woody Allen. I'm sorry. Was in a couple of his early movies. She was on a television show that sounds pretty fascinating called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Okay. Where apparently a lot of odd things happened. It was a Norman Lear show.
0: Um, Norman Lear remind me is like the great like sitcom creator. Yes. He created All in the Family,
2: right? I believe
0: so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was also
2: rep- reportedly the first person banned from SNL for what reason? Erratic
0: behavior. How can you get banned from SNL in the 70s for erratic be- I assume it was in the 70s for erratic yeah. behavior. That was one that was an era famous for erratic behavior. That's like Dave Mustaine getting kicked out of Metallica. Let me just double check. Uh, that's it was not very clear. It sounds it sounds like there's a lot of mystery surrounding this person. Yeah, um, I know that our friend friend of the show Susan said I saw on Facebook that she said that she saw this sitcom she was on. What was yeah, it called again? Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and that she like recommended it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to. I we'll it's on check YouTube. Out.
2: Uh, my friend Donnie found it because I didn't bother to look beyond seeing if it was streaming on Amazon or right, anything. right, 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 right. Um, it's on YouTube, so yeah, yeah. I guess it was basically just she was not pleasant to work with, and again, this is this is reportedly reportedly Lasser
0: no. denies it. Well, I think if someone asks you, "Are you difficult to work with?" the correct answer is always no. Yeah, um, unless you're Tom Baker, who freely admits that he's a he's a difficult <laughs> he's a difficult man to work with, and I don't understand.
2: But Jeffrey's mother wants Jeffrey to move on. Yes, see, she's. She suggests going back to medical school, and here's where we learn that medical
0: school upsets Jeffrey. Upsets which Jeffrey. Is... <laughs> and I wrote which is such a wonderful line. They're not clear unless you know differently. I don't think they're clear about how long it's been since the accident. No, but it it's, doesn't it's, seem like a lot of. It times doesn't past. feel like it. No, and so I wrote. I wrote down, "Hey, Ma, it's been days. Fuck off." <laughs> It's been, I agree. Yeah, it's been like a week. Like, leave, leave the poor guy alone. But I'm sure she puts up with a lot. Oh yeah, and he, and <laughs> as the mother of Jeffrey, 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 managed to
2: find somebody at all. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, she, she is a very... I, I'd be interested to see, both because you're you're being a little bit cagey about what's in this Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman show. So you're just like, there's some odd things that happen. So I'm curious what that means. But also, she's just a very interesting performer. Her delivery, I assumed that because of the the weird delivery that she has, I assumed that she was like a, a sort of John Waters find. Like just sort of some weird person that they knew who they I mean, brought on. I mean, she... It- it feels a little bit like that because she didn't do a lot after the 70s. She has this very whispery sort of
2: delivery to yeah. her where she's like, oh, okay, okay, let's this do this. Is, let's this do is that. from Wikipedia for okay. Mary Hartman and Mary Hartman. Yeah. The series follows the titular Mary Hartman, an Ohio housewife, attempting to cope with various bizarre and violent incidents occurring around her. Jesus. Yes. And apparently she has a lot of like nervous breakdowns and stuff, which uh developed by lear with the
0: intention of examining the effects of consumerism on the american housewife norman lear was a kind of a weird dude he made he made some shows that we may once we finally figure out how to do fucking tv on <laughs> yeah. for the show we need to we need to explore some of his stuff because there are the, the the big things that he made mm-hmm. there are a lot of like little failed experiments that he made where he was like trying to fuck with the tv formula that I would be fascinated to check out.
2: Mom coos at the brain before asking what it is. Mm-hmm. Actually, she refers to it as a he.
0: Oh, she does. Okay. But she
2: doesn't know what it is. That's what true. What they are. What they are. And Jeffrey says he's not sure. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, brain. Thanks for being in the movie. Thanks for being in the movie. You uh, are my favorite character. Goodbye. Jeffrey talks about how he's dissociating with reality more and more. Mm-hmm. How he's lost his ability to distinguish right from wrong. And he's scared of what he's becoming.
0: Again, it very
2: and, much sounds like a monologue from the book. And his mother asks if he wants a sandwich.
1: That's right!
0: <laughs>
2: it's, it's we like got to make salad
0: left over. You, you want a sandwich? <laughs> it's, uh, he, uh, it's, like, it's like a, a parent from Cry Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and just this. this movie does actually now that i've said that this movie really feels like it's in that same universe as crybaby which is like the way that everyone acts in this, I in could this see world it, yeah like Crybaby's happening in the american south while this is happening in 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 new york and new jersey well crybaby was in baltimore oh, okay where's baltimore maryland cool i'm realizing i don't know anything about geography hmm
2: i'll find you a placemat with the a map of the united states i appreciate on it. it yeah to do i love james lawrence's performance he's the just the perfect creep the he's perfect so, like yeah absolutely. and again this this monologue is so on the nose mm-hmm. it's hilarious where he's just like all this character exposition instead of showing us throughout the time it's just like yeah i'm going crazy mom i'm a <laughs> crazy man now i got i don't know if what is it okay to punch a dog
0: i don't know <laughs> Is it okay to take a bite out of the Pope? I I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ma, I don't know. He's also got this very. They've updated his makeup so that he's he throughout the rest of this movie he has this very sort of Tim Burton protagonist pale uh, like dark shadows around his eyes yeah. kind of like crazy look to him which is which is great it it absolutely adds he that's just what I assume people from New Jersey look like. <laughs> He looked better in the opening because they kept bringing him to his girlfriend's house in New York. Yeah. So he was looking better. But now that he's back on the island, he's looking he's looking horrible. At night, Jeffrey fetches something from the trunk of his car and goes to the garage. It
2: is a comically large spark plug. Also, the garage is a mad scientist lab.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, it has a table with restraints, a, a giant turbine. Um, it is very much... I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it gave me the... It, 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 Felt like the design concept was if it, it literally if Doctor Frankenstein wasn't in a castle, but it had to be in somebody's garage. Yeah, no, that's what how it would is. you how would you adjust it? So everything is the stuff that's from the old Universal sets with all the the the. absolutely pointless things that just make sparks and don't do anything else but they all like have rust on them they look it's it's kind of like the difference between star trek and star wars it's that sort of used future aesthetic Mm -hmm. but you know even grungier and shittier which is great and really funny
2: jeffrey opens up a big freezer chest which holds a bubbling purple liquid that we Mm -hmm. will later learn is an estrogen serum (laughs) Of course, How did he
0: make it? Why did he make it? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Of course, estrogen is purple. Mm-hmm. Of course, in this movie's logic, that makes perfect sense.
2: He pulls out Elizabeth's head, and they have a nice romantic pizza dinner. Jesus. <laughs> also included, also invited to the dinner, are uh, a hand, one of her feet, and mm-hmm. some miscellaneous viscera some that miscellaneous are just on the stuff. table.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, he he has her drink some wine. He. he you drink some wine, it all comes out the neck. It's a great detail. I love that Frank Hannon had to say to some prop meister, I need a head that I can pour wine into and it will come out the neck. <laughs> and again, like. And apparently, that was another thing I learned about behind the scenes. Frank Hannon because he had had to do all of the effects himself for Basket Case, was very hands on, not in a invasive way but in a sort of like how can we do this how can we do this what what can we do what can we do and apparently came up with some shit that even the professional special effects guy was working on that was like that's fucking brilliant i don't yeah yeah." because he just he'd been in that trench before but again it's so strange but the movie isn't like
2: calling attention to it it never goes like hey we're being weird look how weird we're being isn't this weird yeah everything feels like no of course he has dinner with the head
0: it's it yeah it's that difference between of 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 humor styling between parody and camp yeah where as if we were watching a maybe not Young Frankenstein, but, like, another Mel Brooks movie or a Zucker Brothers movie in this scene were taking place. You'd have him, like, pouring the the wine into her neck and the music would be like... Boop, 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 you know, yeah. like one of those things. But instead, this the, the music is, like, playing this as if this was the most important, powerful, dramatic scene. That's why Which... I, I reference Crybaby. It's that sort of vibe of, like, we are taking the stupidest shit in the world so fucking seriously.
2: Yeah. and also, like, it sort of underscores how disturbing this behavior actually is
0: right yeah yeah it's yes it's, it's sort of... hilarious but it's also if this were played even slightly different this would be horrifying it's it's a sort of thing of like you can you can take this and i i don't remember who said this but they were saying about horror comedies is taking a concept that you can only have two reactions to to laugh or to scream yes. and just choosing which one that is that you're going to elicit in your audience.
2: Jeffrey boasts about how he's going to give Elizabeth a brand new body, and here we get more of this female body image stuff, male gay stuff, because all of Jeffrey's suggestions are very slender, very busty women that yeah. have Elizabeth's head plastered onto them.
0: It's clearly like he's he's clearly just taken like a bunch of centerfolds from yeah. like like just some dirty magazines, and he's just like taped her photograph to their the photograph of her head to the bodies and again you're absolutely right and i didn't pick up on this because i was just thinking like yeah this is a movie where there's going to be a lot of nudity it's called frankenhooker i get it but you're right like the movie is is he he even says
2: he's going to make her the centerfold goddess of the century
0: and in the context of the movie with the character the way he's been established he really thinks that this is something she would be excited about. I don't think he even cares about what she's excited about. Oh, yeah. But I think that the way that he rationalizes it in his head... Gotcha. With the way that he he's so entrenched in that male gaze, he's like, oh, yeah, this is what you care about. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with, like, everyone kept telling her, you know, don't watch the pretzels, yeah. staple the tummy. All that stuff was like, this is like... Of course she would like this. Mm-hmm. Of course she would. She always and, cared about her body. When really no, you guys all making her feel like exactly,
2: that. yeah. And it's not like Jeffrey can ask, so he just supplants his fantasies for hers. Right. Yeah. And e- also, even,
0: even just this thing of like him taking the severed head out and having dinner with it—it's all for him. She's oh, yeah. getting nothing out of it. She's fucking dead. Uh, just like showing her these pictures, yeah. she can't see them. Right. Like he's just.
2: Showing her these creepy fucking paste-em-ups he made.
0: Yeah, it's not even like talking to a coma victim at this point. She's fucking dead. But it also, again, we're going
2: back and forth with like... Because of the tone of the movie, we're not really processing how fucking insane Jeffrey is. Right, yeah. But it's also like, he... Like you're saying, he thinks that this is all super romantic and super cool i'm and a this, good boyfriend because he wrote he's written a poem that's right he and wrote a poem i'm not even going to quote anything from the poem you should experience it yourself <laughs> you really should it is something else
0: even though this is a spoiler section we can't spoil everything like gotta, it's just yeah, i
2: just i listened to it and i was like if i quote one
0: line i should quote them all and yeah, that's too much effort that's and it, too much stuff so just, just it's, do it's it. a trip just go in. Just just go in and, and just absorb it. Absorb it. Just take take put. Uh, close your eyes and and let his mellifluous tones yes. carry you away. He before
2: submerging the head back into or submerging the parts back into the serum, mm-hmm. he puts the poem into the hands of the one of the hands. One of the hands and. Again, another deeply useless and empty gesture. Complete with the fact
0: that he's putting her, like, even if he wanted, like, I'll put this aside for you or something. He's putting it in the hand. She's going into the estrogen. I have to imagine at least there's some sort of H2O content in that. No, it's going to turn all. into a soggy, it's, pulpy It's going to turn into nothing. She's, she, this, this was entirely for you, dude. This had nothing to do with her. So, Jeffrey goes over the diagram again, and Mm -hmm. we learn that
2: someone will have to die so that Elizabeth can live. It's pushing Daisy's rules. Someone has to die so she can come back. What makes it worse is the big electrical storm that he needs Mm -hmm. is coming in two days. He needs to find parts in two days. He has to get
0: radical. He has to get radical. Also, he knows that he needs to get the parts in two days because of the helpful weatherman, who is Zachary. yeah. Uh, do, do you know Zachary Famous TV horror host. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, like uh, Elvira and everything like that. It's... Oh, don't talk about it, Elvira. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, uh, Zachary's Lee's famous, uh, sort of infamous and in so sort of the horror host scenes, like, just like this weird, creepy looking older man who's like always doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a thunderstorm coming, so if you have any mad science you need to do, you have to do it in the next two days. Like that's, it's... It's beautiful. I love it. It's a I love
2: wonderful little
0: bit. Campy horror host cameos. And I love the bit we're about to get. Oh, which my again, God. This is one of the weirdest things. Even but, we're, we're watching, again, watching the behind the scenes, and even the actor playing this character is like, I still have no idea what this is about.
2: <laughs> and it's, again, it's sort of this thing where you're talking about not noticing, like, the feminist aspects because you're like, okay, this is what would happen in a movie like this. As bizarre as what's about to happen is, I was, there's no point where I'm not like, yeah, of course he's doing this.
0: No, this isn't one of those things where you're like, yeah, of course. No, this is one of those things where it's like, I guess we should probably just say what the fuck we're well, talking about. Yeah.
2: Um, he, before, Jeffrey gives the great line, mm-hmm. some people need drugs, some people need booze. I just need a little surgical assistance. And he, t- he revs a drill.
0: Says he's having cluster headaches, and he drills into his head to help him think. First, he checks a little model of the human brain to make sure that he's choosing the right spot. Yes. And then he just fucking drills in. First, I have to get this reference out of the way. Egon, remember that time you tried to put a drill through your own head? That would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. (laughs) Uh, But now that we've done that, what the fuck?
2: (laughs) But (laughs) Okay, apparently we disagree, because I said I was like this feels natural to the movie. Like this no! feels, this feels natural to the character. This feels,
0: I was, I mean, like I, I think if, come... if, if, the character does it, it is what the character would do. True. That's fine. Like I, I don't question that this is what he would do, but like what a bananas choice. It what is an bananas. absolutely bananas choice, but it's the perfect choice. It no argument there, but it didn't No, It didn't, I wasn't watching this movie and this happened and thinking, well, of course. No, okay. I was. I was looking at that and being like,
1: "What?"
0: I guess it's also partly because I. Th- I think Frank. You've Handel seen a lot of, lot of movies with people drilling into their own heads. You're like, "This is passé."
2: One of my favorite songs is called uh, "The" is called Trepanation. Trepin. Okay. Is this? Is this? Uh... And this is what I think. Where I think this scene is coming from. Okay. Uh, it, it's. I think Frank Henlauter misunderstood what trepanation is. Okay, Where, you know what trepanation is. I don't know. Trepanation is a. It's mostly an ancient practice. Some people still do it, but you you bore a hole into the skull.
0: Oh, I think I was hearing about this recently. Actually, yeah, yeah. Were it, we talking it, about this, or was possibly? This,
2: I don't know. But uh, it might have been done to be like release demons or do something, but it.
0: Obviously, no, it's this fallen on, out of practice. On an episode of QI, they were talking about this. Yeah, so, so, yeah,
2: I think that's where this is coming from. And Andrew Bird has a hilarious song called Trepanation, okay. which is about a Trepanation singles club. And that Jesus. is fre- frequently in my head. So, I'm like, the concept of
0: people drilling into their skulls is never that far from my mind. So, this was sort of like if we had a um, uh, a guy who was really stressed and would just be like... Oh, man, I really got to unwind and would, like, reach into a, a vial and just, like, slap a bunch of leeches on his face and then keep going. Sure. Got to get rid of these bad humors. I, like, I think that's that part of, of it. I think yeah.
2: Or Frank Henelotter perfectly understood what trepanation is and was like, let's take it a step further.
0: I think it's probably more that. Like, I think he was probably, like... Hey, what would be a fucked up thing for this character to do to unwind? I'm already doing super crack later. I don't wanna. I don't wanna tip my hands too much. Absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. And I love. I love the way Frank Hannenlarter's mind works. It, it's wonderful. It's
2: yeah. and I love the way Jeffrey's mind works because it requires <laughs> a drill to help it go. <laughs> uh, and his first thought of who he can collect to get these parts mm-hmm. is stewardesses, flight attendants. No mm-hmm. good. That won't work. Won't work. So, he drills into his skull again, goes back in, and he has a revelation. He should target sex workers. hmm uh, And because, unfortunately, pe- police don't care about sex workers. No, they don't. The populace mostly does not care about sex
0: workers. No, they don't. Like, even the fact that just, like, I mean, we both love the movie Dirty Work. Yes. But the fact that... It is such an easy punchline to say dead hooker. Yeah sucks about as much as how easy it is, How what an easy punchline it is to say, prison rape. Yes, uh, exactly. It, it's one of those things that we have all decided to just be okay with and we really shouldn't.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. Still love Dirty but Work. Still love Dirty I Work. I only bring it up because it has both of those jokes in it. it I is, feel it like is it one handles of the,
2: them better than other it films. It
0: is two of the best examples of those jokes, like the best prison rape joke and the best dead hooker joke, but still, yes. still, uh, but um, I... Uh, the other thing that he says in this, which I, I think is telling and, and helps to uh, support your argument, I love how I started out this being like, you're going to have to hard sell me and I'm already immediately on board. He says that the hookers sell their bodies and somehow he connects that with the idea that because they're selling their bodies, that means that if I pay the price, I have the right to do whatever I want with those bodies. Including killing and dismembering Including them. killing. Despite the fact that like, the uh, if you are a prostitute you are giving consent with caveats to very specific acts. Yes. Like, that's that's not no, Jeffrey, no. <laughs> and <laughs> Bad I think, Jeffrey, bad. And it's clear that that is not something
2: Frank Hanelotter agrees because he's Absolutely putting those not. words into the mouth of a
0: Shithead, Absolute shithead. And also, uh, something that I noticed watching this movie and absolutely noticed when we watched... um, Basket Case. Basket Case. In Henelotter's movies, the best people are are prostitutes. Yes. I almost said the H word, which outside the context of the movie I probably should avoid. I don't
2: even know that the word prostitute is the best anymore really i'm not
0: sure i guess people do kind of just say sex worker now yeah so maybe there is something there but the
2: i don't know this is not an argument for us since neither of us lived that life or connected with anybody in that life true True. uh we'll just let's just stick with sex worker for the sake of argument we'll stick with
0: sex worker just to be safe but yeah what was i saying but yeah all all the best characters in his movie like like fucking Casey, casey Uh, who's gonna pop up here? She's gonna pop up like she does in most of his movies. Uh it was a sex worker and she was, as we mentioned several times during that episode, the best person in the world. Absolutely. And the best character in that movie. And all of the sex workers in this movie, no matter how wild and crazy they get, are just the are depicted as being the most fun people to be yeah. around. So Jeffrey
2: goes cruising for victims. He he and of course you're not gonna find these sorts of ladies in New Jersey. No, you got to no. go across the bridge to New York City, the yeah, hellscape yeah. that is New York City.
0: Uh, once again, we have to again, like basket case Frank Henenlotter doing the doing the Lord's work and yeah. like capturing that pre giuliani New York Just City,
2: super sleazy. That super I sleazy think thing. That's what might have killed Frank Henenlotter is like seeing New York cleaned up, like oh, that, like that sort it was of like what dwindled what, his creative juices and my his muse, energy, my, my like, muse. This used to be all prostitutes.
0: (laughs) It's like the opposite of that speech you get in a lot of drama films. It's like, this used to be a nice neighborhood. He's like, like, this used to be a nice neighborhood. You could get a handy on every corner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he meets one very eager lady. Mm -hmm. But he says he needs more. He needs like six or seven. That can be arranged. Yes. But... He's going to have to talk to Zorro. And you must have gotten very excited.
0: You love Zorro. I am a big Zorro fan. I I grew up watching the Disney Zorro live-action show where every Hispanic character was played by a white guy, and I didn't realize that when I was a kid. But, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I love Zorro, and I, I... honestly i didn't get excited at first because i honestly you, you, oh you didn't
2: expect it to be the gay blade himself i
0: didn't didn't but i also really thought i'd miss because i was like there's no way that <laughs> she just said we have to talk to zorro that no she must I, have said something else <sighs> She must have said Zulu or Zara, something.
2: Now, normally I would make a joke like, do you think this movie would be better if it actually were Zorro? <laughs> but I don't even want to make that joke because yeah.
0: this movie's perfect. This movie and is like as close to a perfect movie as you can get. For and a movie called Frankenhooker. For Hooker. a movie... This is the per- the <laughs> the perfect encapsulation of the title Frankenhooker. Yes. it's A lot of movies... Frankenhooker did not do very well when it was released financially. No. It made a lot more money... When it was released in on in video stores, oh, I one hundred percent believe it. Uh, Frank Lauder says that he thinks that the, that's entirely because the producer had a gimmick box, which had a button that you like a greeting card. Yeah, you could press it, and it would say "Want a date." <laughs> it would light up and say "Want a date," and he thought that that was the reason why it went well. I think that he's underselling how perfect for the video market of this era. Exactly. the Title frankenhooker and, is and the box art
2: uh i assume it's the same as the image you see like when you get it streaming yes of just
0: elizabeth as her, uh, as frankenhooker. her frankenhooker self and and i and i will say uh, and also like i only bring this up now because the video rental experience for a lot of people mm-hmm. seems to be an element of like looking for crazy titles and crazy box art it, it was and like most of it is taking it home Putting the tape in and being disappointed by what happens after that, and because it doesn't match up to no. how great the box art is. Frankenhooker is exactly as good as the title Frankenhooker is, yes. and that is why I call it perfect.
2: As long as you are understanding what it is, like if you rent a movie, if you rent Frankenhooker and, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a sublime horror experience that will not <laughs> be seen again. If Until you're the f- golden age of horror that will happen. What's
0: wrong with you if you
2: think that? <laughs> or even if you like somehow don't get the joke, or like yeah, this yeah, yeah. isn't scary? And
0: like Sure, sure. Yeah. No. I can see It's that.
2: like because there are those people. There are those people who are like, yeah. this isn't scary. I'm like. It's not supposed to be.
0: As much and, and to to your original point, as much as I like the idea of imagining Don de la Vega. With any of the actors who've played him over the years as a pimp, Zorro the pimp in this movie is amazing. Oh, he's great. He's <laughs> for as little
2: as he has to do. Yeah. He, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, just to talk about the video rental experience, I was a huge scaredy cat as a kid. Like, I could not. I hey, not something we have in common. Take it, like, even in the slightest. Even the idea that we were going to watch a scary movie would send me into tears. Do you think that um, we
0: do shit like this now as, like, a sort of, like, rebellion against our past selves? Maybe. Because we, we we were both such weird scaredy cats, like, just, like, terrified uh, of, of of stuff in movies. And now we literally go out of our way to try and blow our hair back every, every week on the show. Or however often we do this. Maybe. Um, yeah.
2: I think I just learned like oh the movie the movie can't hurt me. <laughs> that is a big thing when you learn that. Like I and I just I guess seeing more fucked up like violent shit made it easier for me to go like okay, horror is just a different kind of violence. Sure, so I can sort of groove with that.
0: You you get used to seeing like action movie violence and you're like, "Oh, well this is just like the same stuff that I liked." in the other thing i was just having a moment where i started reading this book that's one of my wife kaylee's favorites and she she's always talked about how much she loves it and she's like oh i don't think you should read this i I just don't think you like it the characters are really unlikable i was like i i just i literally said i just watched a movie where the main character sold a woman into sex slavery within the first (laughs) like 20 minutes i think i'll be fine and she's like okay there's nothing that bad and i read the book I'm like, it's great. The characters are awesome. He's like, that's right. I keep thinking about you as old, Billy.
2: Again, the video rental thing. Oh, sorry, we got go sidetracked. Ahead. Sorry. Uh, even though it was a scaredy cat, I would roam around the video store and I would see horror titles, and they would stick in my mind. I believe I think Frankenhooker might have been one of them, but the one I'll yeah. always remember is Demon Toys from Full Moon Features. Oh yeah, and I think D- demonic Mo- toys, I demonic I toys t- title. I think Full Moon lived and died by those video cassette cases.
0: Oh God, yes, absolutely. the The poster for Subspecies is so much better than Subspecies. Subspecies is not the worst movie. No, it's not the worst movie, but the poster is. Way- any better yeah. than the movie. I didn't have the video rental store experience growing up, but I did have my dad's VHS tape collection and mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I would go to the movies that I knew I couldn't watch and I would just like obsess over the box yeah. art for all of them. And uh, uh for some reason I decided that my favorite was Under Siege. And the minute <laughs> I was told that I could watch rated R movies unsupervised, I went I ran up and put in Under Siege and was immediately disappointed.
2: Of course. Yeah. Jeffrey is taken to a strip club called Huevos Grandes, which <laughs> means big balls. Of course it does. Technically it means big eggs, but you <laughs> know, those south of the border folks, they call their balls Huevos.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: uh, Jeffrey is taken through a skid row hellscape, <laughs> uh, past like just all these sleaze bags, and mm-hmm. he's taken into a bathroom where. Uh, a three ways
0: going on through. with a door to the stall that doesn't close, he just keeps opening and closing and opening and closing. It looks honestly the the action of the the door opening and closing and them and what they're doing in there is so repetitive. It feels like he's passing by an, a bunch of NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, well, by and like, okay, well, that's their looping action. So
2: here's the interesting thing: like, we're meant to see these people as like monsters and like oh jeffrey's going into like a literal hell
0: into the jeffrey is
2: planning on killing a bunch of sex workers exactly. and stealing their parts he 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 kisses the severed head of his fiance mm-hmm. uh he he has embedded presumably a human eye that he got somewhere and presumably a human brain yeah. that he got somewhere somewhere yeah i love the juxtaposition of like yeah This is because we're going to find out Jeffrey is bizarrely conservative.
0: He has one line
2: that I was like, flip the switch for the character for me. That was like, oh, (laughs) oh,
0: interesting. Yes. Um, I think I know which line you're talking about. We'll
2: get to it shortly. We will get to it. But so like, even though Jeffrey wants to turn Elizabeth into the sex pot, this, this world is so wrong and hellish to him.
0: Well, I mean, if you're if we're talking conservative, that is the whole conservative vibe, isn't yeah. it? It's it's bele- it's saying one thing and thinking another, especially when it regard when it comes to re- women's bodies and the cognitive dissonance of like, yeah, I can do all this horrible shit, but this horrible shit, yeah, is too much. If you are getting if if there's pleasure happening that doesn't involve me, it's wrong. Yes, if I want something, then I should have it.
2: But in this bathroom is Zorro, the pimp, who is also a drug dealer.
0: And he's played by some fucking bodybuilder. Like He's he just like is gigantic a gigantic human being.
2: Yep. He's a big old burly man. Yeah. Not burly. He He's not like barrel-chested. He's just like a bodybuilder. Like, like a
0: bodybuilder. No, like like you, someone you, who would be Arnold, a jobber
2: against Jean-Claude Van Damme in a movie. That's
0: exactly... Yeah. Very like Arnold Schwarzenegger stunt double kind of yep. shit going on. Except with a big mustache.
2: Zorro tells Jeffrey he can get him some girls. And maybe even some
0: crack. Zoro is a very, uh even-handed sort of pimp character. A lot of pimps in movies tend to be like these over-the-top sort of Batman villain yeah. crazy people. And he's just sort of this very... Part of it is because I think they literally got a bodybuilder. I don't think yeah. this guy's an actor. Like, So his performance is very understated, and that's sort of like... I, I memorize my lines. And he's know. not
2: dressed ostentatiously like a lot no. of
0: cartoon pimps. He, does, he, he comes over... He's just sort of like a very sort of reasonable guy. The only hint that you get that maybe this guy's a total psychopath is well despite on top of the fact that we just had this sort of journey through jeffrey's idea of hell to get mm-hmm. to him but also the fact that he apparently brands all of his girls yeah yeah which is like a you know horrifying thing he has like is just like zoro is famous for like marking his territory with a z is like a it's like almost a cattle brand of like yeah. a circle and a z on all of his girls on their like forearms and, uh, but other, but even though that horrifying thing is happening, he just takes Jeffrey says like, oh yeah, I can get you some crack. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do uh, some business. Next we see a
2: TV program and here we get our Beverly Bonner cameo, who is Casey in Basket Case. And she's arguing for the legalization of prostitution because it would help the women. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are being controlled by drugs. Yeah. Uh, specifically crack. And she's
0: playing Casey. And I like to imagine that, she, her character's name is Casey, and I like to imagine that this is Casey, yeah. who in her older age is like advocating for the girls that are still on the streets. I
2: think that's a fair headcanon.
0: I think I think that's probably the headcanon that the actress had. Again, this yeah. actress continued to play Casey not only in Henenlotter's stuff, but in her own stuff that she wrote for the character afterwards.
2: And again, this is a very progressive ideal that Frank Henenlotter is giving
0: time to in his movie. I was genuinely shocked to see it mentioned at all in and film. she is
2: juxtaposed with a very loud uh conservative type who do
0: it as the as the host of the show yeah, yeah. who's who's just like absolutely glenn beckoning it up in there yes yeah and
2: casey's the reasonable one and
0: she's yeah. the right one
2: and if, um, if you
0: don't we know that no matter what else is going on in the movie if Casey's saying something in that movie Lauder's on Casey's side exactly because Casey's the fucking best
2: and Jeffrey reasonable man that he is right. agrees that crack is killing sex workers mm-hmm. meanwhile he's made some super crack <laughs> To kill that them, will faster. kill them more efficiently. Yeah. He's, and again, he's justifying in his mind, he's like, oh, it's killing them already. I, I might as well just do it yep. faster.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of justifying self-justification going on with Jeffrey throughout this whole movie. I, I will point out the super crack came about at almost the last minute for this movie. Really?
2: It's one of my favorite elements. It was
0: not part of the original pitch for the movie that he made up on the spot. The idea came because he couldn't think of a way for Jeffrey to kill the prostitutes because he was like, I want the audience to kind of sympathize with him throughout this film. I don't want... If I have him pull out a meat cleaver and chop these girls up, no one's going to be on his side for anything going forward. So what's something funnier? What's something funnier? And for some reason, they landed on Super Crack. Well, it's hilarious. It is one of the best things, and it became Frank Henenlotter's favorite thing. Well... A certain thing about it became Frank Handler's favorite thing about okay. this movie later on.
2: Back on the TV program, we see footage of Zorro harassing one of his girls. The woman calls out Jeffrey's name. I'm not sure if we're supposed to think this is Elizabeth, or if Jeffrey is hallucinating, or what is going on.
0: Yeah, I was confused by that scene as well.
2: Either way, Jeffrey flips out. Right. And you know what's good for a flip out? Mm-hmm. A drill. Good yeah. old drill sesh. Time to run some drills. Mmm. Do some burpees. Do some... <laughs> There's nothing I... That should be a part of every high school foot, pro, football program. Like, sure. You do the tackling, you do the sled thing, you, yeah. you run some laps, you do some uh, suicide drills, and then mm-hmm. then you
0: uh, trepan yourself. I mean, they're destroying their brains anyway with all the concussions that they have, so why not?
2: That's some real Jeffrey Franken thinking right there. <laughs> oh, no. That's, I've, be- I've become that which I hate. That's the pitch I'm going to make to the school board. I don't think I want to be a part of this anymore. Well, your name's already on the PowerPoint presentation.
0: Ah, oh, damn it. Well, you know, you can't change a PowerPoint presentation. I've already saved it. Already saved it. Can't do anything after that.
2: It starts out painting as an ancient practice, and do we really know better than our ancestors? <laughs> What you, sorry, what did you just say? Trepaning is an ancient practice. Oh, Do right. we really know better than our ancestors?
0: Uh, according to my uh, co-worker who was explaining homeopathy to me during my entire shift just recently, no, we don't. Exactly. Yes. So try trepaning today. <laughs> this is our first sponsored episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the concept of trepaning. <laughs> just the net. No
0: group. We've sold out just... to big trepaning.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, how do we sell drills to people?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like how the how uh uh mouthwash was originally a floor cleaner and they're like, Oh was no, it? yeah, nobody's buying this. How can we get people to buy this? I know we'll invent the concept of uh halitosis whole cloth doesn't really exist and then we'll just get people to put our floor cleaner in their mouths Mm. and that's why we have mouthwash they haven't changed the formula it's the same shit
2: wow yeah so what you're saying is i can use mouthwash to clean my floor you probably can
0: it'll be it'll be just as effective as cleaning your mouth what a world what a nightmare Anyway, Frank Henenlotter.
2: <laughs> After a good drill sesh, he rationalizes that he's not killing anybody. The crack is. Right, right. And, it's, yeah. and it already is. He's just going to leave a lethal form of crack in their presence. Ex-
0: and, it's, it's, and it's up to them. It's a, He's not making them partake. Nope. He's not making nope. them partake. It's up to them. He he
2: tests the super crack on a literal guinea pig. That's right. And it, we'll find out <laughs> what super crack does. <laughs> is it makes you explode never it's never there's never any attempt for jeffrey to explain the science <laughs> it just makes people explode it just makes, makes you anything explode, explode. like right. any living thing
0: explode I, um, obvious really obvious there's no reason to explain it's, it it just makes sense it just makes sense i wish there do you think like if jeffrey would make a super version
2: of every drug the end result would always be explosion or do you think it would be different like <laughs> If he made super cocaine, do you think maybe that may turn someone into a giant
0: man? This is a moment where sheltered Billy from the compound needs to ask a, a question that maybe he should already know. I thought crack was cocaine. Crack basically is cocaine,
2: from okay. what I understand. We are always led to believe it was much worse and different. Okay. But the way it was explained to me once is that crack is just...
0: A different form?
2: A different form. Okay. It's sort of,
0: I guess, m- mixed
2: with other shit, and mm-hmm. I don't really know.
0: Sure. It would be really funny, though, like, again, because crack is, I assume, an accelerant. It's uh, an amphetamine. An amphetamine, right. So it would be really funny if he was like, oh, an amphetamine that makes people explode. That that I guess it makes some sort of sense. What happens if I make a super pot and then they just explode anyway? <laughs> 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 they're like really, really feeling incredibly mellow and they're like... Yeah. Well as we're and about boom. to
2: as we're about to see, the super crack seems pretty good. Like they seem to be having I mean, a hell of a time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's it's a good time before you blow up. Jeffrey goes to meet with all the ladies he hired. He's mm-hmm. dressed as a
2: cartoon doctor. <laughs> complete with like the full
0: like the reflector ref- thing. the reflective C D they always have taped to their heads. Uh he examines and measures the ladies thoroughly. Before he does that, the the pros- the first prostitute that he met, the first sex worker that he met on the street that first day, introduces him as this here's Jersey Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jersey Boy. Which sounds like a joke we would make. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, but he's yeah, he's measuring the girls. He's he's, and he's again, inspecting be, it's, them.
2: It's a it's a
0: Meat market, like he's mm-hmm. it's
2: he's literally just looking at their parts and building his ideal woman. There's
0: again, a so, uh, great interplay between the, the sex workers in the scene, they're all telling these jokes. They're they're, they're like, uh, oh, let, let me see your thermometer doc and all mm-hmm. this stuff. There, they again, Hen and Lauder depicts sex workers as the most fun people you've ever met. Sure. They're the, they're the most alive people that we've met in the movie so far. There's one line that I wrote down for some reason at one point he's investigate he's inspecting a woman's nipples and he says, "Hmm, nice buoyancy." Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah. However, Jeffrey Franken, Jeffrey Franken, the people's champion. <laughs> God's own chosen. <laughs> God. He can't go through with his
0: plans. He's yes. too good. He's too pure. This is some. This is the like a one thing where I was like, eh, like as in in terms of the writing of the movie. Like I, I, uh, and this is more. This is more a trend that annoys me in film in mm-hmm. general. When a movie sets out to have a sort of a fucked up or questionable protagonist, and then like at the last second is like. But we can't let him actually do a bad thing, kind of yeah. like Night of the Beasts. Sure, uh, like at the end where we didn't actually get to see the, the main priest kill the baby, kill a baby, uh, which uh, you know you understand like why they don't want to do it. Yeah, again, Frank Chandler's quote about like I can't have him pull out a meat cleaver, and then. I am very happy that Supercrack is in this movie. I yes. cannot tell you how happy I am that Supercrack is in this movie. There was a moment, if I'm going to pick at anything in this movie, there was a moment in the back of my head when this scene happened and he's like, oh, I just can't go through with it, where I was like, oh, come on. Kill <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>, him! <laughs> Kill him Sure, Kill him sure all. you can! Sure you can!
2: I believe in you. Why don't you believe in yourself? Exactly. <sighs> he, he, he just can't choose whether he should do it or not.
0: The ladies just weren't paid. The ladies start to worry. They 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 have been informed that he's going to inspect them and then choose one for whatever his purposes are. Apparently, he's told them a story about his brother who's sick or something yes. like that. And they're with the the talking out loud to himself that he's doing. They're starting to get a sense that maybe he's going to back out on their deal, yeah. and they're starting to get upset because there's been a lot of poking and prodding today. Yes, and they just want to get fucking paid.
2: He tosses them the bag with the money in, which mm-hmm. they take out. But, Chekhov's super crack. <laughs> it's in there. They find it. Do you... I'm going to propose a scenario to you. Go for it. Anton Chekhov goes to hell. <laughs> okay. Okay. But he ends up in heaven. Oh. Once, because in hell they get everything ever made. Okay. Hell has all the channels. Okay. <laughs> so, Chekhov watches Frank and Hooker. Mm-hmm. And he is introduced to the concept of Supercrack.
0: Sure. And that
2: caused him to ascend into heaven.
0: Him Now, is it him knowing about Supercrack that makes yes. him go to heaven? The, like, Just a, the, that knowledge.
2: Master writer and drama. Okay.
0: Anton Chekhov
2: yeah do you think that's possible
0: uh so he he, he just sees frankenhooker because hell has all the channels yes he sees frankenhooker and, and the knowledge of super crack is enters his mind and he's like yeah jesus did die for my sins and he just sort of like teleports up yeah into heaven i think i assume that would be a similar
2: story for a lot of people in hell right but i just because i brought up and Chekhov. Chekhov, using him as an like, object yes, lesson as an exactly. example
0: here. I think. And through Supercrack, we can all escape hell. I think that. I think that you're. I think this is absolutely possible. I mm-hmm. think that Frankenhooker and, and Supercrack specifically is the missing ingredient in C.S. Lewis's classic, The Great Divorce. If wow. only all those people on the bus who got to visit heaven from hell in that story. Had seen Frankenhooker and, and mm-hmm. known of the concept of super crack, all of their petty grievances would have fallen away, and they would have entered the kingdom of heaven.
2: I'm going to name some other people in hell. Okay, and you tell me if the concept of super crack would, would work save for them. them. Yes. I mean,
0: it's a pretty universal thing. So let's see. Uh, Stanley, see the problem is, I think he already knew about it. You think he already <laughs> knew about super crack? I think he may have invented it. <laughs>
2: Jack. <laughs> What if there was a way to process cocaine? I don't know why I'm doing Peter Falk for Stanley.
0: Because, <laughs> because every voice we do on the show is Peter Falk. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's uh, either Peter, as as we learned in the basket case episode, it's either Peter Falk or James Mason. Those yes. are our two voices. <laughs> Those are
2: my two voices. You have a better range. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Hello, true believer. Super crack. Excelsior. Excelsior. There, I found it. Yeah. Uh, it's very Peter Falky, but it's just in a higher <laughs> register. Uh, yeah, more energy because yes. of the, because of the super crack. Because I smoked super crack every day and I exploded and the forces of the cosmos
0: brought me back together so I can tell you this story of a love triangle. <laughs> Originally, uh, Silver Surfer didn't get his powers from the Power Cosmic, it was super crack. Yeah. And someone some uh, uh, Fool, absolute fool! Cross that out and replace it with the power cosmic. What
2: the fuck is crack? That won't be invented for several years.
0: Okay, uh, John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. I think that the knowledge of super crack would make John Wilkes Booth cry mm-hmm. and just like because just knowing about something so beautiful would immediately make him understand all the harm he had wrought with his backwards beliefs, and he would. Yeah, I believe he would. Okay. To heaven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, King Herod. King Herod. That's the rough. version
2: of the King Herod that massacred all the babies.
0: The version of the King specifically the version of the King Herod that, that, that massacred all them all them babies. Ooh, that's that's rough. I think he I think uh I think he would have to watch Frank and Hooker know about Supercrack, understand Supercrack, absorb Supercrack into his heart, and then maybe watch the three basket case movies as okay. well before he could get into I'm gonna say purgatory. Okay. But that's a lot of dead babies. That's a lot of dead babies. That's a lot of dead babies. I don't um, know if he would go directly to heaven, but at least to purgatory based on those four movies. And the
2: worst thing about all those dead babies, yeah. he didn't even get the baby he was trying to get. <laughs>
0: it was he, all for nothing. He except quite, that
2: baby went on to die for people's sins.
0: He quite factually did not manage to get the one baby he was aiming for.
1: Ooh, I HATES THAT savior?
0: Jesus yes. spoiling them at every turn famously King Herod the inspiration for uh, fuck what's the character's name Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Sam King Herod famously the inspiration for Yosemite Sam there
2: is going to be a census you varmint Jesus Christ yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah exactly you were talking about Jesus Christ um, the ladies pin Jeffrey down and smoke the super crack mm-hmm. they're having a grand old time they put on some music and here's the line Jeffrey calls it the devil's music.
0: Oh, my... Oh, he has two lines during okay. this bit. This is actually not the bit that I thought. I, oh, I was remembering... The just it. say no thing? Uh no I misremembered a different thing never mind. okay but he but he he yeah so he says no not the music it's the devil's music it'll it'll, if... it'll give you the wrong ideas
2: so this tells us so much about Jeffrey like yeah. what a weird conservative mm-hmm.
0: square he is who again oh no I I got the line wrong it's so much better no not the devil's music turn it off it's a deadly mixture yeah <laughs>
2: Presume okay. Presumably, Jeffrey somehow knows that jams will like intensify the super crack. That's what it Maybe sounds like. I, but he still calls it the devil's
0: music. Here's what I say. Here's the line that actually made me hate Jeffrey. Okay, it's not that line because that line I just laughed at. I thought, oh, it's was, a funny line, really but funny. It,
2: for me, it informed a lot about Jeffrey's
0: character. It absolutely did. I didn't pick up on that element of Jeffrey's character until a couple lines later. To all of the the sex workers, immediately start okay, getting undressed. Okay, I know undressed. what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Hold on, they immediately start getting undressed. They're, they're, and they're dancing, all jumping they're smoking crack. Yep. Jeffrey keeps pleading for them to stop. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he says there's programs they could check into. That's <laughs> Although presumably it's too late. Like presumably hilarious.
0: it's there's programs. Yeah, he's just yelling all this stuff and all. And of it, then all of it is gold. I will say, right before we get to it. Uh, there is a woman who, again, they're they're all like just taking their tops off. Mm-hmm. Again, this is Frank Henenlotter in the documentary referred to this movie as softcore, which, having come from watching right. up and seeing I have a true softcore, whole new definition of what softcore is. Yeah. one of the women. There's this trick that a lot of men do, especially bodybuilders. Like Terry Crews is famous for doing this peck popping. Yes, which I have never seen a woman do.
2: Oh, I didn't notice this. Maybe and there's I was thinking there's a note like or...
0: there's an actual yeah there's there's like a woman who's just like and she's not even like like uh, like small chested. She's got like you know she's got boobs and she's like fully flexing her boobs. And I was like I've never seen that before. That's legitimately incredibly impressive. I'll need to go so back I just and watch it. I would shout out whatever whoever that actress is. Nice. <laughs>
2: And here's the part you're talking about. Here's the part I'm talking two, about. Two two of the girls begin kissing, yep. and Jeffrey yells that that's not natural. Yeah, he's trying to bring a woman back from the dead. <laughs> this is so goddamn funny. It's such great satire.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It's, and it, it is it is good satire of the conservative mindset. Again, going back to it, it was just yeah, like. I want to do all this shit, but I want that, so that's fine. Yes. This shit is. This shit that doesn't affect me at all, and it's just two people doing whatever they fuck they want to do. Yeah. That is of the devil. And, and he also
2: developed a batch of super crack to kill people. And too. this is a subtle aspect of the movie. Like, yeah. aside from this scene, we're not given a lot of clues of Jeffrey's conservative nature.
0: It's just sort of a vibe you pick up. Sort of, Especially, yeah. But mostly it's... in this scene, but you like. Once you accept that as a fact about his character, you can like put that on other stuff, and it it, it fits with the rest of his actions. And again, the movie
2: on this watch, I was looking more exactly. for meaning, and it's sort of Frank like Henlatter's philosophy and what he because again, after I ended, it, I was like, "Wow, this is a feminist film." Now sure. I'm watching it in that context of like maybe this isn't just a wacky crazy movie. Let's see what Frank Penlotters is saying.
0: It's sort of like when you get to the end of the uh. uh a murder mystery if it's very mm-hmm. well written and then you go back through it and you're like oh this all makes sense in context yeah. except in this case the killer is uh bigotry so yeah i just i wrote down fuck you jeffrey fuck, and, fuck you and it's,
2: i love that jeffrey is a surprisingly complex character
0: yeah and again like i can't i i it, i said it as a joke but i couldn't be more serious this is one of the most accurate book to screen adaptations of dr frankenstein yeah <laughs> and i can't believe that this weird jersey fuck is is that do you think this movie
2: would have been it would have been more popular sure do you think it would have been better if jeffrey had been played by bruce springsteen no <laughs> what about glenn danzig uh
0: no what about kevin smith uh no no what if if I, possible, a harder no than the previous no's. What
2: about the Jersey
0: Devil? <laughs> just the actual Jersey Devil? Yeah. Um, I'll have to think on that one. That's a tough... That's, okay. that's tough. That's tough for me. Because you know I love the Jersey Devil. I know
2: you do. His episode you, of Cake Boss was the best one. Oh my god, so good. Yeah. You, I just... You're, the studio is covered with Jersey Devil plushies. Absolutely. And you have those tattoos. I do have all Yeah, uh,
0: Just like an absolute sleeve. And I... I've
2: used your computer and I've accidentally seen yes. some of your browser history. Mm-hmm. I see you're looking for the f- full human Jersey Devil suit. I don't know whether yes. it's for you to wear, for mm-hmm. someone else to wear. I'd rather uh, not get into it. Okay, fine, yeah, that's, it's, fine. It's, it's that's fine. It's a little bit personal. It's a little bit personal.
0: But yeah, no, no. The, my, my love for the Jersey Devil knows no bounds. Yeah. I. Oh man, I, I'm going to have to think about it. Um, Hon- honestly, you bring up the Jersey Devil is like me bringing up Elvira. Yeah. <laughs> Horse
2: heads just drive you wild. Just wild. On anything other than a horse, it's just, we, oh, so sexy. We didn't get into this, but Horse Girl was like a difficult episode for me to get through.
0: <laughs> well,
2: thankfully there weren't a lot of horses in that movie.
0: Not a lot, but every time there was, oh my God. Mm. Okay. That's
2: why you love Equus.
0: <laughs> and yeah. why
2: you why you never use the phrase horseplay. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it
0: means a lot to me, so it's, it's, like, it's like it's yeah, I can't I can't just throw it about willy-nilly.
2: Then we get one of the most brilliant sequences ever put on film. Yes, the sex workers start exploding, and should have sent a poet, oh, my God.
0: Now, this is, again, um, I think I already mentioned this a little bit in the opening. Frank Lauder did not have a good time making this movie. Uh It's not that he doesn't like the movie. He said that the movie is 95% the movie he wanted to make, Mm -hmm. which I think is honestly more than a lot of artists can ask for, especially with how collaborative movies are and how commodified any kind of art is these days. But uh, he said that uh, just the, the process of working on it, he thought this movie was hilarious and he was getting a lot of judgment from people on set for laughing at this stuff. They were like, this is all horrible. Why is he laughing? Which is apparently something that also happened to him on the set of Basket Case. People were be like, how How dare you? And he's like, what? Uh, which, you know, very Frank had a lot of attitude. Sure. What? They saddled him with a cinematographer he'd never worked with who just... Like, Roger Deakins, maybe. Uh, who just like fucking hated him and would just like pick fights in front of the crew all the time, apparently only in front of the crew. But he said the one moment of pure joy the one moment of pure joy that he got out of making this movie was the day they blew up the the into use his words, blew up the hookers. It's it, an amazing sequence and It is one of the most technically like the special effects in this movie are actually really good. Yeah, there's some and good stuff. The special effects in this scene are Incredible. Now the
2: actual explosions, like the actual things themselves, look kind of fireworky. They're not. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But it seems like Frank Henenlotter made a model for each one of these ladies. I think he did specifically just to blow it up. That's exactly That's, right. It, it's full nude models yes and just to destroy
0: them just to blow them up with fireworks they um the casting process for the sex workers in this movie involved him taking them aside taking these women uh aside they, they some of them were porn stars some of them were just uh pin models like mm-hmm. you know playboy uh, bunnies people like that and he he's taking this so like all right i obviously i know that you're good with nudity are you good with nudity good okay how good are you with staying in one place for a really long time <laughs> while a bunch of people put like a truly inhumane amount of plaster on you oh. to get these statues? And he made sure that they fully understood what they were getting into before they got into it. Frank Henan Henenlotter, Lauder's a cool dude. He's a
2: good man. He's a good man. Yeah. And that's and they, especially with exploitation and trash directors, you don't get that so
0: often i get yeah again like russ meyer does not seem like he he does that a lot and like but yeah so it's 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 always great to see that and yeah they they created all of these dummies and then the the direction that they gave the actresses was you whatever you're doing to react to how the super crack is making you feel you have to end up in this pose and then they would (laughs) literally like in some shots it's in the same shot as when they get into the pose they jump cut to the dummy, which looks incredible, yeah, and then they filled the dummies with as much explosives as they could pack in there. Uh, they they originally filled them up with the safe amount that the, yeah. their expert told them, and all that happened was smoke came out, and they oh. were like, "Okay, triple that," <laughs> <laughs> and then truly like a Fourth of July jamboree breaks yes. out as these dummies burst apart and just bust up everywhere and I, it's phenomenal in my head i'm
2: now picturing this sequence set to either the 1812 overture mm-hmm. or the star spangled banner
0: uh yeah no this is this is absolutely made for either tchaikovsky or uh, or john philip souza yeah to, <laughs> this is it's an incredible sequence i and wrote like, down we can't
2: even describe we can't do it justice no like, this it's is just, this
0: is like watching uh uh, Sonny Chiba do a uh, karate levels yeah. of like pure cinematic. Gold. I can
2: tell you a bunch of sex workers are exploding. Yeah. But you need to see it.
0: I can't like the the actors are giving it their all. The special effects is perfect. The cinematography is perfect. Uh, and it's just so fucking insane. And it's so fucking insane. They're exploding because they smoke super crack. Complete with the fact that like the first one that blows up, just looks like she's starting to feel like a little bit ill. Hot, a, just little a little hot. She's like, is it? Is it getting hot? Is what she says. And Jeffrey says, She's gonna blow! And next thing you know, yes she does. And so it's great. Zorro has been waiting out in a
2: car. He's been getting worried. that It's going mm-hmm. on too long. He's, He's pacing looking in the lobby. He finally, he breaks down the door to the room, just in time to be hit with the decapitated head of one of his workers. Oh my
0: god. Oh my... That... If the scene wasn't already perfect, that just knocked it over the fucking top for me. When the severed head flies face first into his <laughs> face and throws him like Superman style across the room, it's so good. Now, I honestly thought he might have been dead, like the character <laughs> in this scene. He's not. He comes back, but like I know all you Zorro fans are like hungry for more Zorro, but man, now,
2: goddamn, th- I become obsessed with this idea. Mm-hmm. That this turns into Unforgiven, <laughs> where where the rest of the sex workers pay to have Bill Money come into town with oh my uh, God. Morgan Freeman and the Schofield kid, and like to get revenge. Oh and my I just God. like, here
0: you've been exploding, whores. <laughs> Except because this is. A uh, an exploitation film. We're not going to get like A list celebrities. So the Clint Eastwood's character is played by Lance Henriksen in this version. I was going to say Billy Drago. Oh, never mind. Yours is better. (laughs) Yours is better. I hear you've been (laughs) a sploding (laughs) whore. Using my, whores, my girlfriend used to work in this brothel and then some weird shit happened to her. Not
2: going to talk about it. And I'm using whores because that's what Clint Eastwood says in Unforgiven. Yeah,
0: we're quoting the movie. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, that was Hennenlotter's first thought for the title of this movie as he was pitching it. He, he described his, his mind, his process of thought before it exploded out of his mouth being He's like, Oh, what what do you call this act? And he's like, The aristocrats. No. But no, <laughs> his first thing was Frankenhorn No, that's that's too harsh. That's too rough. He's like, That's too that's almost like his exact words. That's too rough. Uh Frankenhooker. <laughs> yeah, there was another step between that, but I don't remember. I just remember Frankenhoor because even I watching it, I was like, Ah That sounds like, so much less fun. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, That's too that's too rough, it's too harsh. And I'm like, You're you're absolutely right. The man knows what he's doing.
2: Yeah. We get a great shot of the hotel room filled with severed and charred body parts.
0: It's so good. Jeffrey
2: apologizes. He promises to put them all back together. Which
0: you know is never going to happen. It's never going to
2: happen. Also, he's going to steal some of their parts. They're not all going to be complete.
0: Yeah, no, he's... The, yeah. And also, uh, I, I love... Again, we're talking about like this thing that could be horrifying. Like a bunch of humans just exploded. They, they mm-hmm. flew apart. Uh, they're very precise about what they're doing here hen and lauder this is a special effects guy because he knew hen and lauder's work came to hen and lauder was like so we're going to put a lot of like gore in these or something like that right and he's mm-hmm. like no we're not going to do that because this isn't a horror scene it's a joke yes uh, so and that's that's and that's so important to the tone exactly it's so so when when these when these girls blow apart they look like they're made of plaster or porcelain yeah. and even then when we're seeing all these severed limbs it's not like something like the cave and jeepers creepers where yeah. everything's like really visceral and nasty again they look like uh like all these 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 women were made from porcelain or something and he's just like picking up all the stuff he's going to put together in, in like an erector set situation later on
2: uh, here's where we learned that Jeffrey Serum is estrogen based. Mm-hmm. He collects the parts, put them, puts most of them in trash bags, except for a leg, which he slings over his shoulder. Yes, and takes them back to New Jersey, back to the lab. Jeffrey begins picking and choosing parts, hands, breasts, legs, being very critical and trying to find the best. The best. Again, this is uh, commentary about
0: the male gaze and treating women as body parts. And also, it's just some wild shit to see in a movie. To see it is a man um, pick up just sort through a pile of breasts. Just a pile of breasts, and just like you know, like sorting through them. It's
2: it's wild. wild. It's It's fucking
0: wild. Also, I love that. In a again, very Jersey subversion, very American Jersey subversion of the Frankenstein tropes. Instead of stitching his monsters together, he's welding it together.
2: He's welding. He also <laughs> seems to have some sort of adhesive paste, maybe. Which is there again some purple. some stitches. He's, he's like, yeah. It, that the, might be just applying the estrogen serum. Might I'm not be, sure. but he's,
0: yeah, he's he's putting the purple down, and then he's like, he's he's welding the creature together, which is just crazy. And also, he keeps all the legs that he's choosing from in an umbrella stand. Yes, which is. Chef's kiss.
2: Brilliant detail.
0: And then he finds bunions on one and freaks out. And
2: grabs a, a work file. A work file, yeah. Like a, a carpenter's file and mm-hmm. sands them off. He takes Elizabeth's head out of the freezer mm-hmm. and dumps the rest of the lady parts into the chest. Mm-hmm. He pledges his love to Elizabeth and we get a great
0: little comedy beat where he just drops the fucking head. This, no, it's even better because right before he drops it, he says, As long as I'm alive, you'll be safe. And just <laughs> immediately drops her. <laughs> Perfect... Uh, perfect, perfect Mel Brooks comedy beat. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
2: Uh, Jeffrey has sewn the pieces together. The storm is coming. He's throwing switches.
0: The slab raises into the sky. Classic Frankenstein has it's, a lightning rod. A lightning rod. It's almost, it's almost exactly the same prop or set piece from Bride of Frankenstein. Like yeah. the way that it's built, it's almost exactly the same. And again, as a Frankenstein nerd, thank you. I like, <laughs> I like that. I like that thing you did. Oh. That's my favorite Tom Hanks movie, that thing you did. That thing you
2: did. <laughs> Every time you did that thing you did.
0: Oh man. I you know, I didn't know if I was ready for a sequel to that thing you do, but <laughs> that thing you did really delivered. <laughs> it's
2: all them as mouldering corpses.
0: Oh man.
2: Uh, but the lightning electrifies not just the body, mm-hmm.
0: but the freezer full of parts. Yes, and we—I love that we don't get immediate. We we are shown this repeatedly, like it's it's drilled mm-hmm. into our heads. Hey, the lightning got down here too, but we're not given immediate satisfaction about what that means. No, they, they let that tension hang in the air, and, and the payoff—great.
2: The payoff is the most amazing part of the movie. God damn it! Now we get our first look, an hour into the movie. Of the titular Frankenhooker, mm-hmm. uh, snow white face, long black hair, uh, some Pur- purple hair.
0: Oh, is it purple? It's purple. On yeah.
2: my TV, it looked black. That's okay. Um, but uh, but
0: dark purple. Some mismatched parts, some yes. stitches, some they they have they they made a detail of one of her arms uh, has a patch of skin. Uh, covering a lot of it, a lot of the arm that is black. Yes. So she's just like clearly taking patches from a lot of different people Mm -hmm. that don't fit.
2: Of course, Jeffrey would not use a lot of black parts Mm -hmm. for his ideal woman, because we can assume things about Jeffrey. Yeah, conservative. (laughs) it's odd that there was something about this forearm that he was like, this This is so sexy.
0: This particular forearm right here. I don't know a lot of guys who have very specific opinions about forearms. (laughs) I don't. Jeffrey's just that kind of a freak. Yeah. Yeah. Willem Dafoe and McGee. Only two people (laughs) I can think of. How specific? Uh,. She has big elevated shoes. Yes, um, she's got them Them platform seventy shoes.
2: Her head twitches a bit, and she begins to spout the phrases the sex workers were saying, want a date,
0: got any money, mm-hmm. want a party. Just like uh, Robert De Niro's version of Frankenstein Monster, not only does her brain have memories, but her body parts have memories. And at least at this point, the body parts' memories are taking over her motor functions. I'm sorry, Robert De Niro played Frankenstein? Oh, you weren't aware of this? No. Yes, Robert De Niro played Frankenstein's monster in Kenneth Branagh's uh, version called uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein that was made uh, to cash in on the success of Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Wow. He does Um, a good job, but he can't shake his accent, so even though it's set in period... Fire! Fire! Yeah, fire. fire, fire, bad. So, but he has this moment where he's like, so sort of like, uh, these these hands, this, uh, these hands know how to play the recorder. I don't know how I know how to play the recorder, but uh, you would, do you by uh, maybe or do you, do you even keep track of where you got these hands from? And it's just, it's, it's sort of that. It's sort of that Harvey. Ke- I imagine what it's like to watch Harvey Keitel in Last, Last Temptation. Of well, Willem
2: Dafoe also has that. The Dick Willem Dafoe accent.
0: I don't remember what Willem Dafoe's accent is, but... Uh, well, he
2: just sounds like Willem Dafoe, and that's not sure. how you expect that's Jesus That's not how you expect to Jesus to sound. Fair enough. You know, I'm something of a messiah myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's very weird, but he... Uh, I mean, he's good. <laughs> he's Robert De Niro. He's doing a good job.
2: Obviously, this would entirely fuck up the movie, but I want a version of that where... The body parts are made from Robert De Niro's past roles, and oh he just starts God. repeating, like, lines from them, like, uh, just Do like- you want to fuck my wife? <laughs> <laughs> or no, did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck my wife? Oh, man. I love Patty Mullen's performance as
0: Frankenhooker. Oh, Hoker. my God, yes. Like,
2: they, they obviously got her for the body yeah. and her willingness to... To do, do all this, they no, they, but, they
0: they specifically said in the documentary that part of the reason why she got the part was not only because of her her attractiveness, but also because she was just down with their sickness. She they <laughs> they met with her. They explained what the movie was, what she was going to be doing, and she was like, "That sounds great." Her do
2: it. Her physical performance, it's very big, it's very goofy, but it's perfect for the movie. As you would expect and from a lauder production. And she's giving 100, she's 100% committed.
0: Absolutely. She's making all these crazy faces. I think, I, I wrote down like, it sucks, because like again, much like a lot of actors in this movie, a lot of actors in Basket Case, most actors that have ever worked with Lauder unfortunately, mm. she didn't do a lot after this. No. And I think this is like, I think this was her first acting. She did some other acting, but like very little. Yeah. And uh, she's delightful. She's not the best actress in the world, but she's no. But she's, she's selling so... it, and she's committed. And she she was very likable and committed in the opening when she was playing the so-called mm. normal version of her character. And she's so good, and uh, yeah, and committed to this part of the character as well. Her twitches, the weird way that she walks, she does this sort of like the the the. Fish hook mouth trick yeah. that a, a lot, and it, that's on a lot of the box art. And she just looks like she's having the best time. Yeah, and that's that's great. That's amazing.
2: Uh, Elizabeth goes out of the garage. She lurches into the night. Mm-hmm. The heading uh, for the red light district. Exactly. She's yeah. called back to her own home. The freezer chest has started to rock. Mm-hmm. If this freezer chest is rocking, don't come a it. Don't come a knocking. Someone's having sex with some venison.
0: <laughs> But uh, Jeffrey doesn't notice that right now. Because he's, he's knocked out. Because he's knocked out. He
2: wakes up. He pursues Elizabeth. Realizes what's going on. That mm-hmm. her old body parts are taking her back across the bridge. Back to hell, Hellland.
0: Back to Hellland. And she's just going around. And she's, like, she's, she's running into people. Every time that she encounters someone and asks them, Want a date? Got any money? And they say no or don't answer right away. She just absolutely <laughs> smacks the shit out of them. And it's great. And then she just keeps going down yelling want a date want a date? date again this is the quote that got made into a voice box for the VHS <laughs> copy and everyone is not
2: into her vibe uh i feel like partly because she's so aggressive and commanding like that is a turn off for
0: yes what it might also might-
2: might also her appearance possibly, but yeah. no one ever seems to comment or be worried about her, right? Because all she encounters
0: is men. Yes, and even though she is stitched together and like looks like a Frankenstein monster, yeah, she's still uh, what's the actress's name again? I already Patty read? Mullen. She's still Patty Mullen. She's, she's still very she's still a very attractive lady, and uh, she's and yeah, no, I think that it's more just like the sort of like weird uh, again, sort of like. Voice box parrots kind yeah. of yelling the five phrases I know over and over uh, effect of it. But she uh, she does meet one person. She finds an old, squat, bald man who is very into her vibe, incredibly into her vibe. Love like this is what he's been waiting for his entire life. He is so into her vibe. Uh, pla- they go to a, a- played by an actor named David Lipman, not a big actor in, in any case, but I just wanted to name him because his performance in this movie is one of my favorites. Yeah, he is. He's, an, he's a, very <laughs> a very believable little creep. A very believable little creep.
2: Lipman, one of my favorite superheroes. <laughs> Make his lips grow bigger. Absolutely. Uh, not like if you were falling out of a plane. You yeah, cushioning him. Other than absolutely, that, unless he's sucking dick. Not a whole lot of. Uh, <laughs> Not a whole lot of a use.
0: Extremely pillowy kisses. Yep. Yeah. Ooh,
2: butterfly kisses. Butterfly kisses. Uh, Able to just engulf your entire face in one butterfly kiss. (laughs) Our Lip Man. Our Lip Man. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Lip Man. Uh,
0: Died in (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Also, also, uh, everyone's getting so up in arms that Turning Red didn't say anything about 9-11. The real ant question is why isn't Frankenhooker talking about 9 11? Lipman <laughs> yeah. is right there. Show some respect. <laughs> anyway,
2: uh, dated they,
0: reference immediately.
2: Yeah. They go to a sleazy hotel. Where she pushes him on the bed, he's still so excited. He's so excited. And even when she's repeating the old lines, talking about Jersey Boy and uh, yeah, she's Dr. Jeffrey. And quoting a bunch of stuff that we have he's like, seen. Sure, I, I'm, uh, you want to play doctor? I'm do- I'll be Dr. Jeffrey. I'll-, I'll be Dr. Jeffrey. I'm down. I'm down for whatever. She removes her clothes, mm-hmm. uh, revealing more of her
0: bruised and mottled body. She has very and dark purple nipples. D- uh, uh, finally seen the fabled purple nipples I'd heard so much about. Oh, You've been waiting your entire
2: life. Yes. Every night on bended knee. When's going to be night. my time? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you've heard about them in song and mm-hmm. rhyme and. and rhyme. In and legends. Legend. Yeah. The there, there was famous a w- Scandinavian Nurple cycle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And all, all the, the Nurple comics that yeah. I've read
2: so much about. She climbs on top of him
0: and begins mm-hmm. to ride and. And another uh, dad joke that I wrote down, the scene becomes steamy. Oh. As, as uh, egg, smoke, smoke begins, to rise, begins to rise, electricity swarms the man's mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. Before...
0: His head just pops off a bit, like there's. I think there's a. I think his nipples explode. A his little. entire body explodes, leading me to. I think that the idea is that she just has a lot of electricity. Yeah. But I wrote down uh, she must have super crack in her vagina. Maybe because uh, th- I, I that was my, my initial Jesus guess. She's just filled with electricity. I, I think, think you're that right. that's the idea. But um, because the last time I'd seen someone explode like this was because of super crack. True. You can see where my brain. was You're
2: going. just following the internal logic of the film. Obviously, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the man's head. comes off in her hands proclaiming oh that was
0: wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally his head explodes as well. Oh man. It was so good. Um,
2: Jeffrey hits the streets trying to find Elizabeth Mm -hmm. asking
0: people including a Swedish man Swedish man uh, wearing a big Batman t-shirt. Which I'm sure they had permission to use. I'm sure just as much permission as they had to film and Times Square, which they didn't. Much like in Basket Case, this was filmed without permits. <laughs> uh, and Jeffrey has a great line, because the guy speaks to him in s- Swedish. Yeah. And the Batman says, You're talking to me in Swedish, Swedish in Times Square! <laughs> <laughs> apparently, uh, this is this is a joke just for Steven, but apparently my impression of Jeffrey is quickly turning into Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged.
2: I mean, it's mostly um, Christopher walking to me. <laughs> yeah two mice fell into a bucket of cream yeah elizabeth steals the Explode man's money mm-hmm. i guess well, i guess more she loots his corpse she loots his yeah she loots his ashes
1: <laughs>
0: exactly exactly a as she's unlocked
2: as she's leaving she encounters a sleazy man who mm-hmm. kisses
0: her forcible forcibly, forcibly. Mm-hmm. bruce Boxleitner. yes
2: mhm But he also goes electric and explodes. And his head crashes through
0: the window and into a garbage can. This actor, by the way, the actor's name is Thomas Crognail. And he is so proud of this scene. He actually does have other acting work. Wonderful. But he is so proud of this scene in particular that this scene of him kissing her and getting electrocuted is his IMDb profile picture that's
2: so sweet he
0: has other stuff that he could choose I'm sure he has headshots that's what he wants to be remembered for (laughs) why wouldn't you I would that greasy ass (laughs) ponytail he
1: has
2: (laughs) and it's it's so weird and thick and like (laughs) it's a very it's like he had like a super mullet and like (laughs) it's like I gotta get this under control uh Elizabeth walks the street screaming, party, party, want to party. Mm-hmm. She makes her way to Huevos Grande. Yes. Zorro is there mourning his exploded bitches.
0: Yes. His words, not ours. Yes.
2: Uh, her eyes lock on a bowl of pretzels. And if there's anything that can bring the real Elizabeth out of this flesh monster she's become. Yes. It's some rolled gold pretzels. <laughs> That was always her brand. That one. Yeah. They put it on her tombstone. (laughs) Uh, She ravenously eats them while continuing to repeat previous lines, Mm -hmm. mentioning Zorro and Jeffrey, Mm -hmm. which gets Zorro's attention, as another guy leads her away. Again, not concerned that she is not Mm -hmm. responding to anything he says or that she seems to be not well physically. Yeah, yeah. just just being attracted to her yep and like a, here's where i know that the only men who seemed to be turned off by her were ones that she was very aggressive to with her intentions mm-hmm. anyone like people are attracted to her if they can just take advantage of her seemingly mindless nature
0: exactly yeah absolutely
2: the men who led her away crawls under the table presumably to do sex stuff Sex stuff, yeah, I believe. But he too gets electrified and explodes. And explodes. And this is a big old
0: special effect es- explosion. Oh, where yeah. It's a superimposed effect. Um, uh, while this has been happening, there have also been cutaways of Jeffrey interviewing, uh, running around New York, interviewing uh, various sex workers. And, and again, Hen and gives all the sex workers the best lines. There's a sex worker who comes up and gives him a menu of oh, what she's offering. Oh, I didn't offering. even notice that. And she's like, not not like a physical menu, but she like lists Oh, off okay. some, and She's like, we got handcuffs, whips, enemas, dildos. He's, he's talking about like, I'm looking for a, a tall, attractive woman right. covered
2: in scars. and
0: She doesn't say dildos. She says dildoos, which I love. Oh, man. Uh, That's racks, what the Australians say. <laughs> racks, chain link, barbed wire, Pause. And feathers. <laughs> <laughs> After I that, do remember that part. That's the button you chose to end on. Uh,
2: but Jay finds out where Elizabeth is thanks thanks to Rorschach.
0: That's right. That's <laughs> like right. An, an
2: older Rorschach who's just an apocalyptic apocalyptic street preacher. Yeah, and he's raving talking about, about the end times he's, and the horror Babylon. He mentions
0: the Horror Babylon and Jeffrey says, So you seen her! <laughs> and she says, She's in the bar. Thank you. And he <laughs> just just the kind of shit that all only happens in Lauder and Brooks films. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, Zorro confronts Elizabeth and knocks her block off. Uh, Literally. Uh, punches her and her head flops back. And I love this dummy. There's, cr- her head's just like hanging on
0: by this bit of viscera. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's an incredible special effect. This is specifically the one where Hennen, where the special effects guy had one way he wanted to do it. And Hennenlotter was like, do it this way. And the guy's like, are you sure? And then they got to the day and he's like that works so fucking well <laughs> how do you uh, I'm not going to try to explain what they did because I didn't understand it but like it was Henelotter knows what the fuck he's doing he does yeah and I also love what Zorro says to her when he runs up to her he's like shaking and he's like this isn't your arm where'd you get this arm because her arm has the brand on
2: it yeah, uh, yeah. he recognizes all the parts and... it was just
0: a bizarre thing to say to a person yeah
2: <laughs> well it's not like it happens regularly it's not a common way to start a conversation yeah <laughs> Although, if I were a prank person, that would be a good prank. Like just go up to strangers and be like, "That's my arm." That, imagine how frightening that encounter would be.
0: A person you don't know just comes up, like, "That's my arm." It's oh, a nightmare. Just oh like, my god, that's I would honestly that would activate my social anxiety in a way that it may has has probably never been activated before. <laughs> Actually, might make a good short film. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a short story that, like, Roald Dahl would have written back in the day. And, like, the person just, like, keeps
2: following the other person around, like, yeah, just, like outside their consisting. house, being like, I want my arm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jeffrey takes Elizabeth back to the car. As they speed off, her head once again flops back, even though he lovingly put it back on its perch. Mm-hmm. Zorro follows in pursuit. Back in Jersey, Jeffrey does some repairs, including fitting Elizabeth with the classic neck, neck bolts. And I
0: love that detail, that that's specifically to fix a problem. It wasn't originally something he put there. It had to, They had to fix that particular issue. I love that detail. He
2: gives her another dose of electricity, and this seems to bring back the normal Elizabeth.
0: Elizabeth's brain is finally in, work, in, in working order. Jeffrey explains what he did, and Elizabeth is very excited
2: and proud, until she realizes... I'm an abomination.
0: Yeah, she looks. she's she's happy that she was brought back to life. She's happy that Jeffrey is, like... D- performed uh, this miracle. Performing this miracle, and, and like, he's always talking about bringing the dead back to life. Like, this is great. But then she looks down at what he's done to her. And, again, it is this sort of thing about, like, her literal, in a way that is not usually meant, her literal bodily autonomy has been taken away from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the choices were made about her body that she was not consulted with. Exactly.
2: And, and again, all Jeffrey's fantasy, not yes. considering like, I'm going to accurately rebuild you. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to make you look how you were. I'm going to make you look how I want. Yes. Whether you like it or not. And also you need to be happy about
0: I'm it. I'm going to make you quote unquote bad or I'm going to make you
2: perfect. Yeah, exactly. The centerfold goddess of the century. The centerfold goddess of the century. Uh, and Jeffrey is trying to calm her down, tells her he loves her. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he also makes like, well, I I need lives had to be sacrificed for this to happen.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's like don't, it's like I I, I was I, I worked so hard for it. All yeah. this stuff, like yeah, and it's all about him.
2: And Zorro comes in, and he lops Jeffrey's head off with a machete.
0: In a in a movie full of crazy shit. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> like that's just, is, that's just it's not like a, a wild, freaky hennenlauter shit thing. It's just that's gonna come in a second. But like it's just a in the form in narrative cinema, you don't see this very often. No, you expect <laughs> some sort of confrontation, some sort of dialogue, right. some sort of struggle. Yeah. No,
2: Zorro does what most people would probably do if they were just angry that their him. sex workers got exploded by super crack and were <laughs> melted into a Frankenstein monster and yeah. You know the dude who did it, and you want to kill him. You Mm -hmm. might as well just
0: kill him. Just kill him. Yeah, just lops his head off with a machete, and then immediately goes to threatening... Elizabeth. uh, Elizabeth. And says he's taking her back, because
2: those are his girls. Yeah. And he names a bunch of them, one of them Chartreuse. I remember that. That's right. That's Um, right. But, the pieces in the freezer are getting restless. Yes. They knock over the freezer yep and the serum spills out and here i had forgotten about this part somehow how somehow (laughs) i forgot about this part in the year since because i remember like the big funny crazy shit like sure the sex workers exploding the lawnmower stuff the super crack this this is
0: genuinely horrifying like this is there is like i'm sure that someone could look at this and find this funny and there is something that's, like, genuinely absurd about it. It is. And there is something, but, like, goddammit, if if you were miss, if you thought, like, man, there's not enough stomach-turning horror in this movie, in this horror comedy, they saved the best for last, motherfuckers. This is,
2: uh, this is some guru-arrow shit, uh, arrow-guru shit, this is... This is some this, re, is some. this is some, like, some reanimator shit. This is in. like if Russ Meyer and David Cronenberg got into like a tri- teleporter accident. This is the movie they would make.
0: The, the body parts, the spare body parts, have they've melded and mutated. Sid's toy style from Toy Story. Yes. They've 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 melded together and mutated and formed into various like combination body parts there's uh, a
2: there's an upside down torso
0: mm-hmm. where the breasts are at the bottom and there's a cackling mouth up top jesus i think there's like does it have an eyeball in its belly button no or, or uh, maybe I i'm misremembering so. that there's so much shit I there's was a just... head with multiple arms that are sort of like legs but also has a hand in front that's grabbing zorro with i it is i guess it's kind of a comforting that after all the movies that we've seen for this show i can still get upset by something it always is it yeah. al- and that just makes it all the more amazing uh, yeah uh, but that it was a... like genuinely upsetting <laughs> no these are fucking
2: crazy yeah these are fucking insane yeah uh they're legitimate like this is some mon- like i said uh girl, like japanese horror manga shit like the more extreme stuff like yeah i want to say junji ito but this feels more like shintaro kago not enough um, fish shit to be junji ito uh, it's it's he normally doesn't, like, do sex stuff no. that often. Yeah, that's yeah, more cargo. Yeah. Uh, uh There's I, a twisted head like it, that has arms <sighs> melted around it that's mm-hmm. just sitting atop a pile of
0: breasts. Yes, yeah, yeah. And we
2: don't get, like, long shots of these things. No. That one especially we only get sort of, like, angles and flashes of because it's so fucking disturbing.
0: Just like the blood splatter in the beginning, Lauder knows how to get the most bang for his buck. And it's not about excess. It's about giving you fucked up shit for exactly as long as he thinks that you can, uh, handle it both in terms of like how disturbing it is, but also how long you can look at this before you start thinking that's rubber.
1: Yeah. Very uh, true. And it, and very it's true.
0: And it's like, yeah, I fully understand in the back of my brain that all this shit is fake. It's still, still it's
2: fucked. still a crazy vision.
0: And here's something I'm
2: only just now appreciating as we're talking about it. Yeah. Again, we talk about how goofy and silly and not scary this movie is. This is almost like the ultimate trick where it's like... Want to see something fucked up? <laughs>
0: Literally. Where
2: it's like it's just like out of nowhere, it's like, oh my god, this the rest of the time I've been laughing, this has been silly, it's been campy. Yeah. Now I'm seeing something genuinely disturbing.
0: Going back to my unforgiven analogy at the beginning, we don't really talk about westerns on the show, but whenever we do talk about westerns, Brad has this thing where he says that like the best part about westerns is that there's that drop. They're like like in a, a dubstep song, the drop where Things will be like mostly story, and then there's that moment where the action just kicks in, and it's visceral, and it's if you get a good movie like Unforgiven or The Wild Bunch, yeah, it's visceral, it's crazy, it's it's gnarly, it's awesome. That's what this is with horror. It's kind of like those old Roger Corman films where there would be uh, almost no horror, just kind of atmosphere for the whole thing, and then you get one gigantic gross-out moment at the end. Yeah. That's this, but like, whereas most of those Roger Corman movies are just awful, this is done by a fucking master.
2: Yes, Uh, and this is absolutely incredible. The movie would be worth it. We talk a lot about uh, separating the meat from the gristle. Yes, even if this movie were mostly gristle, if it were just this ending scene, if this were a Roger Corman notable, like this would make it. And probably be enough to end up on this show, yeah. Uh, because that's how goddamn insane and twisted and fucked up it is.
0: But the movie has the absolute audacity to be incredibly entertaining all the way through, up until yeah. this point, and then have this on top of that, which but, is you know just insane. Hen and Lauder you're a madman. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful to watch an execution. Like it's great, a per- uh, perfectly executed slam dunk.
2: And this is like exalted trash. This is like <laughs> because <laughs> That's exactly again, what this is again. Uh, yeah. The effects are great. Yes, it's it. There's a message in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you've come to agree with me. Maybe I've made my I th- point. I think I
0: do. I think that the only th- caveat that I would say is that this is a man telling other men to cool it. True. And that 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 is still feminist. So I agree yeah. with you. Uh, I, it's just it's it, not overt. It's, it's it's cooler when there is a female voice presence, like, actually speaking from the female perspective. Sure. And we don't get that in this movie. The women are still being depicted through the male gaze. It's just a much more responsible male gaze than we get in a lot of other exploitation films. That's the only caveat I would give it. At the same time, men can be feminists, too. Yes. Both you and I, I think, count ourselves as feminists. I, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that I, I now agree this movie is definitely... Uh, feminists and in, in it's in it's a uh, loud brash new yorker kind of louder way
2: but again it's not that loud because it, it, you didn't notice it,
0: it oh, you actually yeah, yeah, need yeah, yeah. to watch it yeah
2: a couple times to really understand the satire and commentary yeah that are present because again there's so much more noticeable crazy wacky shit mm-hmm. there but, is
0: definitely that sort of frankensteinian thing of like who's the real monster here mm-hmm. and it's definitely jeffrey yes yeah
2: the flesh monsters pull Zorro into the freezer. Oh my god! The door shuts. Then it opens again, so an arm can pull in some crack that Zorro dropped. Uh, How are they going to smoke this crack?
0: Oh, it's the maybe perfect... out of uh, Zorro's skull. Yeah, probably. It's the perfect comedy button to the just, horrors like, you've just seen. The, the movie, like, is just like, hey, I'm going to fuck your brain hole for a second, and then like right at the end, and we're still a comedy pulling in the crack. Yep. <laughs> Elizabeth picks up Jeffrey's head. Mm -hmm. She has a plan.
2: Next, we see Jeffrey wakes up on the slab. Turns out, Elizabeth, now dressed like a cartoon doctor, looking cute as hell. You're cute as a button. Uh, She followed Jeffrey's notes. They were very understandable. Yes. And transplant his head onto a woman's body. He now has Because only women could be brought to life. Right. I don't think well, I pointed that life. out before. You did. Because it you is did an, actually okay. mention that. And yeah, I mentioned it was an estrogen serum. I didn't know if I mentioned we, that we, only women. No, we did. We okay. did. I, I'm, Sorry.
0: I'm, I am I took my Adderall today. I'm pretty sure I can trust my memory. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: I did not sleep well last night, so I don't know how well I can trust Apparently mine.
0: Apparently, neither of us did, so yeah. we're, we're good. I'm, a, I'm, I at least have amphetamines.
2: Gotcha, and I have depressants. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he now has huge tits. He, yes, his dick is gone. He said, what? what happened to my Johnson? And this is the punchline of the movie, as we talked about. It's a shaggy yes. dog story that is leading up to this twist. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I feel this is the film's thesis statement because Elizabeth begins parroting all the things that Jeffrey told her Back yeah. to him. Every, like,
0: every line that Jeffrey had in the previous scene right before he got his head lopped off, she says almost exactly verbatim, but with a lot more sass and a lot yeah. less sincerity. Because she knows what she did.
2: She knows what she did, and she knew <laughs> Jeffrey would be upset,
0: Yeah, but she is
2: treating him the same way.
0: After all, Jeffrey thinks that women on women and women relationships, WLW relationships are unnatural, so, yeah. you know, go fuck yourself, Jeffrey. But, uh, yeah, that's frankenhooker his but Um, i i wrote down jeffrey screams in body dysmorphia as the movie ends Uh, (laughs) but i i love
2: it i love it so much i i think and again i don't think granted that's a punchline comedic ending but i feel like it was there with intent to point out jeffrey's hypocrisy yeah uh it, it, it wasn't just a punchline it was also hey why don't you think about what you thought was so fun and sexy, mm-hmm. building the perfect woman.
0: I think that it is, and at first there there was a moment because like we've there a lot more has been said in recent years about the rights of trans people and mm-hmm. taking those issues seriously, and there is an element always whenever you have like a guy is dressing up as a woman as a joke in a movie, and it, it, I had to take a little bit after watching this movie to like think about that last joke and be like. Because on the it felt right when I was watching it, but I needed to interrogate it and be yeah. like, "What is this joke saying?" Like, let's take the fun out of this. No, yeah, you could, uh, and You're... I, I think that I think that it still works. I don't think that this is a is is in any way hateful towards trans. people. I don't think so. There are the all... of the day the idea is that Jeffrey does presumably consider himself a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 is never he even says where is my johnson he seems perfectly comfortable with the sex he was born with the issue here that he's having the horror that he's having isn't the idea of being a woman though the idea is that his bodily autonomy has exactly. been taken away exactly and there's a there's something that someone said to me once that really made me understand a home what homophobia was they said homophobia is is straight men being afraid of being treated the way they treat women, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a big part of this for Jeffrey as yes, well. Yes, exactly, at here exactly, that and that's the male gaze. He's now a victim of the male gaze, exactly. And yeah. it's like
2: you've been saying the entire time: Jeffrey's character, conservative
0: mindset, sort of mindset yeah, yeah, is yeah. like,
2: it's okay for me to do; it's not okay for you to do. Yeah, and that's exactly what we, what I, we see here.
0: I think that there could be a danger, definitely, if you were not willing to. Uh, in live in this movie's world and really mm-hmm. sort of like explore it the way that we do because we're on the show. Yeah, uh, where you could take the joke the wrong way. Sure, but I don't think I think the the intention behind it from Hen and Lauder is a positive one. Absolutely, and I think that this movie is a goddamn fucking masterpiece. And as
2: we've said, yeah, as I always like to say, if you watch this ending and you do find it in some way transphobic, if yeah. that's how you take it.
0: That's how you take it. That's fine. Like we said at the beginning of this episode, if you, if you, and in a lot of our episodes, if this is offensive to you, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're allowed to feel how you feel. You're allowed to feel how you feel. I, just as, yeah. And, and and we're, we're not the ones, we're two straight, cis, white men. Yes. That you are, you're allowed to think that we're full of it. And that, and you're probably right.
2: But, um, I will say one thing Mm -hmm. on trans issues in this movie. Sure. We do see some shots of trans women who are sex workers. uh, Yes. And they're played a bit comedically, but it's not a big portion of the film. It's
0: not a big portion of the film. I only detected one. Oh, no, there was two. Mm -hmm. There was the one in the bar. And, yeah, they are portrayed a little bit broadly, but it's never... Again, they're portrayed as broadly as everyone else is in true, the movie true i can definitely see someone getting offended by it but it, it again it felt like that sort of me and my dick energy that and Lauder energy of like and Lauder bears no ill will to any i don't being think so. except for the cinematographer of frankenhooker everyone else he's fine with he just might not always have the the best takes on things and again it was 1990 it was as, 1990
2: as much as of a Of a cop out as that excuse might be to some, sure.
0: People thought differently. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that the point is. I don't think he ever thought that he was going to be hurting anyone. No, I don't think so. Except for maybe conservative assholes, in which case, you know, fuck them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: Anything else you would like to
0: say about Frankenhooker? I'm officially a Hen and Logger Stan. I can't wait to check out Bad Biology, even if I hate it. Hey, watch Brain Damage first. I'll check out Brain Damage first. uh, Maybe you could bring that on the show. I had to work up to head with Lynch. I'm I'm sure that uh, if 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 Bad Biology is like peak fucked upness and really crazy shit from from Hen and Lauder, maybe I should work up yeah. to it a little bit. But yeah, uh, I absolutely love this movie. Even if you just listen to this and we're like, uh, whatever, I'm not going to check this out. Just listen to the thing. Please watch Frankenhooker believe me it's it's great it's wonderful
2: yeah if you love camp if you love schlock if yes. you love
0: horror comedy if you love what it, like if you love the hammer Frankenstein movies and want a movie that does a really good job sending up the formula of those films this is great this is this is a something I forgot to mention that I just love about this movie I've always thought that the brain that wouldn't die was a movie with enough good in it that it deserved a proper remake mm-hmm and this is it. This, this is like a straight, like the plot is almost exactly the same, except yeah. all the bad parts have been replaced with good things.
2: <laughs> all of the good things in the world are present in Frankenhooker.
0: <laughs> all the a good veritable things.
2: garden of Eden in <laughs> cinema. Do you know what you want to talk about next week? Uh,
0: not even the slightest clue. Okay.
2: Well. Thank you for joining us for this hopefully very fun episode about a very fun movie. We will talk with you soon.
0: That's turned out to be exactly as long as our Tron episode. (laughs)